on the J. King Network contain mature content and may be deemed as offensive in nature. However, they may not reflect the same views held by the network itself. So please, use discretion when tuning in. Good morning, Willie Zen. Good morning, everybody. My name is J. King. Welcome to Kings in the Morning. With me are my co-hosts. He ain't dead. He's Mushroom Fred. Good morning, Mushroom Fred. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Kick back, put the seatbelts on, and get ready to enjoy the show. Have a great day. Brother Reverend Ali. Talk too much, J-Mute you. Scream a little song, J-Mute you. J-Mute me with brutality. So come on and call and see, so you can see. Oh, Jamie's me. Jamie's me. Jamie's me. I tell you, Jamie's me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning, Good morning. 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 Good you like you get the other one yesterday. Just, just keep it, keep it going, no, J. King. Good, you got the, good morning, Sequoia. You got the big clap. God damn, keep I the hating going, J. King. Keep the hate. I like it when you hate better. <laughs> Even John Beckman said that was great, Ali. Man, John Beckman need to stop reporting and commenting on people that he doesn't really get along with. <laughs> Maybe 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 he gets along with you. You don't get along with him. No no no. We we don't get along with him because of his comments. He he's he's really asking for ass whoopings on this side. But you know, we gonna we gonna give him a pass because <laughs> of you, J King. Now why would he ask? How is he asking for ass whoopings? Good morning, Jojo Red. What, what do you mean? See, about the song. You see, there, there you go, Jay. You, you got amnesia. Do you remember all the stuff he said before today? But he said something good just now, is what I'm saying. It don't matter. You, you, you get your ass whooped and, and still, though, and we'll shake your hand later. You know, oh, you apologize? All right, man, whatever. But you're still getting your ass whooped. Uh, John Beckman said, I get along with everyone, Ali. Good morning, No, Dr. no, Young. you don't. 
No, you don't, John. John, you full of shit. You, you say stupid comments. Everybody here knows it. Jay King knows it. I don't know why he. I forgot Tuesday he's not white anymore. So, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I found the right cover for Club Nouveau. I think this is the cover we're gonna go with you guys. I think that's gonna be the cover that we use. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning, Conrada. I think that's gonna be the cover for. Uh, um, <laughs> Shelly Shelly said John Beckman Is identifying with his abuser <laughs> he, You being his abuser Ain't that something Shelly You must not be listening to the show You, you must got amnesia Something like they can't <laughs> Um Okay, Ali, I apologize for giving you a compliment. Now go fuck yourself. How about them apples, homie? That's you see, now that's not nothing. Nobody told him to go F himself. Nobody cursed or nothing when I was explaining his situation. Good morning, and look how him. violent he gets. Why do you bring people over here like that, J.K.? Well, because, boy, I mean, and in, in, in in, in really you told him to go fuck himself. No, J. King. I never seen. There you go, putting words in my mouth. Boy, you you people in y'all sixties or something else, boy. Y'all be lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, in your own way, you, that's what you told him when he said he said something good, and you just love like fuck you. Oh man, I'm you. telling you, boy. I'm scared to become sixty watching y'all, man. Y'all are not the leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, all I'm saying is, you um, you know, he's trying to be nice to you, and you could have really, you could have really got something good out of it. I bet, J. King, all of your comments of his, I, I know. Now, I'm just saying you could have got something good out of it. Okay, I know, I understand, Dan J. King. Uh, good morning, Fred. How you this morning? It'll cost you in the long run. Don't, 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 don't bite into Jay's shit and John Beckman's shit. What, Fred? What I, what did I do to you this morning? Good morning, Mister Elias. Fred, what did I do to you this morning? That's what you've done to me for the last past five years. We don't have to discuss it on the show. What did I? What we do? <laughs> because you just brought it up. <laughs> what did I do to you in the last five years? Tell me what I, I don't want to talk about it. You do want to talk about Fred, you brought it up for a reason. What did I do to you for the last five years? You said you're going to buy another limo and you're going to put me back to work and you left town. And I'm having I never said I was going to buy a limo, Fred. Why would I buy a limo again? That you was in fucking the, did. That was in the you tank. said you were going to buy another limo. And then I didn't you, say you I was said, uh, I, I, he's going to put me back to work. I'm a, you never did. Good morning, Christy Grant. Um, John Beckman said, I have a gut feeling Fred is really Ali's father. I'm putting two to two together here. <laughs> so you, you, you sit your ass up there and instigate this shit with that white boy, man. And you don't know. We don't play with them motherfuckers <laughs> like that. You reading all the comments that them fuck. Go ahead. 
them your friends, not mine. Oh, that, that, that was so good. That's a good one. Jenna Marie says, friend is sensitive like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah he is. He got, they got some sissyism. So I'm gonna come over here and goddamn me suck on one of these titties and she'll see how sensitive I am. <laughs> Fred said if you suck on one of his titties, you'll see how sensitive he is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that even made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Okay, Valcine, I'm gonna show you the cover. Valcine wants me to show the cover again. Oh, I know where it is. It's yeah, right it's here. Nice. I'm gonna show you the cover right now, Valcine. Um. Let me see if I can find it. Which one is it? Um, not a motherfucking thing. That's the problem, Jay. Uh, good morning, Joni. So I'm uh, I'm going to see Robert Redwine. I'm leaving tomorrow. Going to see Robert. Um, I gotta um, I gotta read you guys a report that um Joni gave. It's not a good one. It's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a good report. And, um, today his caseworker told me there's no improvement. And they believe there's no rehab they can do to help him. And that he is actually digressing. He's also stated, she also stated that they're talking about moving him to a long-term care facility to sit on a ventilator. It's been a tough day. Tomorrow, I'm going in early to talk to the doctors at Rounds to get some clarity. When they said they were moving him there, they said they believed they could rehab off of it. But he used to go 12 hours at a time off the ventilator support. Now he only goes three hours. The case manager is not a medical professional, but her words were very to the point. She's saying they don't believe he will come out of this. Um, so any of you who want to see Robert, and, and one thing I know about the human being, especially people that are, um, that are in these types of facilities, um, they oftentimes don't... Um, they lose the sensitivity button and the compassion button and the hope and belief button uh, and uh, and sometimes the God button. They don't they don't hold on to those buttons. And uh, God is a powerful being, and the mind and the spirit uh, is. Uh, is incredible. So I don't, until Robert Redwine doesn't have life in his body, as long as breath is in his lungs, I am um, I'm gonna believe that anything can happen. I'm gonna trust that God can make anything happen. I'm gonna see Robert, and maybe it'll be a voice, maybe it'll be energy, maybe it'll be a spirit. Whatever it is, 
something uh, can bring Robert, might bring Robert back. And um, and that's what that's what I'm hoping. That's my prayer. And uh, yeah. So if you guys, um, if you you know, and they want more people to come see him. They say that sometimes it's that energy that um that will bring somebody that'll bring somebody back. So yeah. So um yeah. You know what's amazing and this is where I keep telling you guys, you know, um when you're a kid, they say you laugh up to three thousand times a day or three hundred times a day. And when we become adults, um, we laugh twenty to thirty times a day. And um we, we lose the joy in life. That's what I love about Kings in the Morning. Because not only am I gonna laugh my ass off during the course of this show, but throughout the day I'm gonna think about some shit that somebody said and just laugh. When I come home and I'm reading or doing some kind of work, something is going to happen and I'm going to laugh. Robert Redwine uh, made us laugh all the time. Who told uh, KJ? Oh, yeah, babe. Uh, I'm switching to the kitchen. Who told you what to say? You know, all of the all of the phrases that, that we got from Robert Redwine, all of the um, all of the 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 laughter. Okay, Jay, sire of my desire. All the stuff that we used to put him on mute for. I wish he was here so he could say them, and I wouldn't put his ass on mute. I let him say all of it. I let him be as disruptive as he wanted to be, and. You know, this is, you know, um, I look at Robert, you know, I'm, I remember Robert in his 20s because that's when I met him. But we ain't in our 20s anymore. You know, we're in our 60s. Some of us are in our 70s. And um, this life ride don't last that long. And so you got to hang on to that kid in you. That's what you got to hang on to that to that laughter to that joy in life because if if you don't this this condition that they sell to us every day of you know of hopelessness this condition of hate they pump hate to us and division to us every day. And the only way it don't consume you is if you marry yourself to laughter, fun, being young, your dreams, your ideas. John Beckman said, I have to admit, it was Robert who said, look it at the back of my ass. I had never heard that before. Still don't know the meaning of it, 
It made me laugh every time he said it. I still laugh when I think about it. Please help. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then his daughter, you know, she has to, you know, Robert doesn't have insurance. So she's been lifting, lifting the load by herself. That's why I gave to her to the GoFundMe. And that's why I encourage everybody else. If you want to really help Robert, if you want to help his family, even right now, because there's going to be, you know, if God forbid that he doesn't make it, somebody's going to have to pay for that, for, for that service, and it's going to be his daughter. But, you know, I look at my face, you know, and I look more and more like the Sharpay. So I know how old I'm getting. My Sharpay face tells me. My knees are bad. You know, I, I can't, I can't, I used to be able to, I could literally stand, stand and just jump four feet, like on a pogo stick. If anybody saw early in the, Club Duvo days, you'd see me on stage doing it where I could just jump. I could jump so high, it was like, because I could jump and, t- and touch the rim. My knees, I can't, shit, I can't jump and touch the top of the door now. Because we get old, these bodies, <laughs> these bodies break down. Yeah. You, you can't touch the rim. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, I could. I could touch the rim at one time. I, I wish, you had to run um, and I, I wish, you couldn't jump. You had to, you you had know, to run and jump. No, I didn't have to run and jump. I could literally, I could literally jump. I, I'm, I'm Holly Iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Now, Holly, the reason why you, the reason why you can't believe nothing like that is because even when your back wasn't broke back mountain and sweet like it is, you couldn't just touch the rim. Oh yes, I could. Yes, I could. See, that's what you're gonna learn, Jay King. You couldn't jump. Yeah, now you're over no, here no. acting hurt. You, don't you gonna get your ass no, up on the I'm court, Jay King? You, you're done. I can still. Well, we gonna play, Ali. You're not. You're not getting. Yeah, out I know. You gonna get Robert your ass whooped, Jay. You can't. You gonna see Lamont, who can touch Lamont, what. Sir, how are you? Don't use Robert Buffoon to get out the Robert, conversation. We got a dude on the show <laughs> called Brokeback Mountain and cauliflower ears. <laughs> Um, John Beckman said, I relate to you on knees. It is all I can do to clean the damn kitty litter box anymore. That's what y'all get. Wonderful work for the That's uh, what you Shelley and John said, get. I love Ali. Okay. Shelly said, I love Ali's laugh. It's contagious. There's something nice for Ali. Something kind no, of no, Shelly, don't. Don't jump on the bandwagon, Shelly. Leave me alone. <laughs> Use a snitch. Um, Janet Marie said, all you motherfuckers are just a bunch of hard-ass marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Janet Marie. Daryl Bernie said, Ali, my brother Keith, who was five foot eight, could stand flat-footed and touch the rim. It is possible. I'm telling you, I used to do it. it, it yeah, he um, said his brother a, Keith. He didn't, say, he didn't say Jay King. He said his brother Keith. <laughs> 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 yeah. Who saw you? Who Anthony saw you Lord do it, Jay? Every, I'm people that play basketball with me. Okay, I, some I, folks I, call I, the show and tell unlike us about you, it. Unlike you, 
hopefully Tim will come in. Tim will come here. Okay, hopefully. Anthony Lord said, "Okay, getting old sucks, especially if you have something on you starts to falter, the eyes or the mind or a broke back." <laughs> Good morning, uh, uh, Anthony Lloyd. Anthony Lloyd said that. <laughs> oh, Anthony Lloyd. I'm finna go, oh, dude, you in trouble, Anthony Lloyd. <laughs> Boy, you look like a white hill, Billy. He didn't, he didn't say yo broke, he didn't say yo broke back. He said, nigga, ain't back. nobody else called broke back over here, J.K. The mission broke back, they talking about me. Anthony Lloyd, you look like a white, you look like Huckleberry Finn, nigga. <laughs> nigga look like the black Huckleberry I, Finn. Uh... John Beckman said, Ali has, has a wonderful laugh, but I know I'm a prick for saying so. Um, Shelly said, so I'm a fat bitch who loves it too. I didn't say nothing about you being fat such and such. That's on you. You said that. Good morning, Reese. How are you this morning? I am fantastic, sir. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. Right on, Reese. You come on. Welcome to the Lion Show. Mm, a lot of that going on, huh? Yeah, J. King talking about he can jump, he can jump flat foot off the ground and touch the the the, the, the ten foot rim. I did. I was able, yeah, I was able to do that. Good morning, Jalima. Mm. I don't believe but that, you man. Know what, Reece, th- this is a yes, dude. Sir. This is a non-athletic dude who's questioning me, whose back mm-hmm. is broke like a mountain. Uh huh. Who has sissifications on him? Reese, he gonna um, get his ass whooped on the basketball court. I'm telling you, boy. No, I'm, I'm just a, he he don't no, know about not. Ali sports sports uh, growing up. Uh. Ass whooping, Reese coming. So you won't be by yourself, Reese. You'll have another partner. They got their ass whooped with you. But Ali said he's gonna be your partner, Reese. No, you're gonna be his partner. You're gonna be his partner, uh, morning, and we Anderson. gonna see. We gonna see, morning, we gonna bring Zoila so you can kiss her knees again. <laughs> That's the, if you lose Jade, you gotta kiss Zoila's knees. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, man. I love to hear your voice, Reese. You sound all right. How you doing, brother? Tell us something new about the news. Uh no, well nothing about the news. I can tell a personal <laughs> news story. We bought we bought the sixteen year old a car yesterday. That was exciting. Oh, wow. what'd you buy? We just bought him a, a Honda Accord. It's a it's a used car. Oh, good. It's a it's a, it's, a good it's a beat up car. Yeah, exactly. It's a great yeah, but car. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good car to learn on. Exactly, and um, so I I was with him, and it I mean it's weird because. Like, I don't know whether or not, well, I'm sure plenty of people have. Uh, J. King, did you teach your daughter how to drive in any capacity? Like like her first no, I, couple I of driving hired, lessons? No, I hired a company. Hired a company. Okay, so you, okay. So I will admit, like, I really had to find my patience. Not that it was hard mm-hmm. to, but I didn't realize how patient I could be. So I was having him back it into our driveway, and he ran into a bush with the car. Like nothing bad, just rubbed up against the bush, because he just didn't understand the physics and the geography of it all. But it was interesting to watch that happen. So it's like the development of him learning something new that was so crucial 
it really, really made me feel good. Like I literally welled up a little bit because I'm like, wow, like I'm teaching him a rite of passage. So it's really like, you know, it was just really, really, it was enlightening. It said a lot about myself and um, to see him develop in that way. It just said a lot about myself and how I well, I'm respond not a to lie. that. My daughter's first car is going gonna, is gonna to be... Uh, I mean, you, the, your uh, daughter, I guess you kind of have to, right? <laughs> well, because it's my daughter. And you know what? So, right. so, I bought King, so I bought King a car the same uh-huh. way I did Jordan. I got, you know, I got a service to teach King how to drive. You know, people, that, that, that's what they do for a living, right? Yeah, driving class. Driving and so school. I was trying to get him a car. I was trying to get him a car for when he go on prom, so he could have, it, so he could drive. I got him a little Mustang, beautiful uh-huh. car, right? And um, and so one day I went driving with him, and it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, dude, are you learning anything? <laughs> you know, and with these, this class. So I call the people at the class and like, look, this motherfucker can't drive. What do you guys, you know, I, I paid you guys 600 and I think it was $658. You must, y'all got to teach this motherfucker how to drive. So, um, so I'm telling him, dude, I'm trying to get you ready for prom. And he said, I never said I wanted to drive. That's you. Mm. I said, what? He said, you're the one who's making driving such a big deal. Shit, the next day I sold that motherfucking car. Did you? Yeah, he came home and the car was gone. He said, where's my car at? I said, you don't have a car. That was my car. I was going to give that wow. to you, but you don't want to drive. Yeah. I was harder on my boys than I, than I of course. Girl. I'm not, I'm of course. Be the first and it's one so funny because it's so funny because the kids always make that point. It was like, oh, you treat this one different. You treat that one different because you are different. <laughs> like, what well, are you not boys, getting? So let me tell you, when I had this, so I never thought that I should have a little girl. I thought that I was a boy's daddy, so I have boys. Uh, and I was like, if I had a little girl, I would treat her the same way I treat these boys. There ain't going to be no special shit for no little girl and all that bullshit. <laughs> uh, you know, um, and, um, and I mean, and I was hard. And I, was, and mm-hmm. I meant that shit. If a, a little girl gonna be treated just like a little boy, I don't give a fuck. That's what I said. That was a lie. From the time the little girl came on the planet, she was the one. <laughs> she was so much the one that when I had her, I told my boys, I said, "I love y'all, but not more than this little girl." <laughs> Good morning, Jeff Carlin. And um. Uh, and so now, when I say that, like, Dad, we know, but not more than the little, yeah. But they love the I always, actually, you know them. what I'm fascinated by? What I'm fascinated by, J. King, is, see, I grew up in a house with, with five kids at least one particular time. So my youngest brother, Briggs, was the baby of the family. And if you're an older sibling like I am, because I'm second born, I watch my mother's relationship with my brother Charles, my sister Zakiah, and my brother Briggs. If you watch that, the progression of my mom becoming a softer human being and spoiling her kids gets right around my baby brother. She, you know, for the rest of us, we had to be in the house when the lights, you know, when the, when the street lights came on. 
the youngest brother, right. ah, he could spend the night out at his friends. <laughs> like, what? Like, what changed? I remember I had to be in the house at 730. Like, what the hell's going on? So it's like how that progression of parenting changes with the youngest one. The baby gets all the all the, um, uh, all the the freedoms that you never got when you were his right. age. And it's completely baffling. Well, Jane, me too, I spoiled her. But my daughter swears that I spent more time with my son, that I loved him more. <laughs> You know, yeah. um, um, my daughter will tell you that she's the love of my life, the apple of my eye, and the girl of my dreams, and I love her more than everybody in the whole wide world because I've told her that since she was three years old. And one day she said, Dad, when are you going to stop saying that? Can you say something new? I said, nope, I'm going to say that till you're dead. Well, I mean, <laughs> and yes, Janet Marie, I know I sound like I was a only like I was an only child because I'm selfish, bitter, and but no, I have I have four other siblings. Well, you did all that to yourself, Hopkins. You this is true. Yourself. This is true. <laughs> it's why I don't at share least, food. At least, yes. <laughs> at least you know you're selfish, bitter, and spoiled. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, that, you, Jay King, you grow up with that many kids in a single-parent household. Like, we lived in a place that was one bedroom with five kids. You had to share everything growing up. Okay? When you grow oh, up, that, that affects you when you get older. John Beckman said, Reese is my sibling, and I'm so proud I was able to rub <laughs> off on him a little bit. Steve oh. um, Anderton said, Reese was the only white child. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my family said. <laughs> it is. I was, my, when I was growing that. up, I, when I was growing up, they called me the white sheep of the family. <laughs> wow. I never heard that one. Oh, yeah. My brother Charles <laughs> used to say that all the time. Uh, Have you heard from Well, uh, Yeah, I heard from a uh, day before yesterday. I still, my brothers and I are cool as hell. We talk all the time. So, Reese, no, I don't no, know no. if you were here when I was – I don't know if you were here when I was talking about Robert. Um, oh, what's, what happened? Well, Rob, Robert um, is not – it's not a term for the he's not getting better. Okay. And um So they're gonna take him off yeah. life support? No, he's not off he's not on life support, but they're gonna oh. they're um putting him back on the ventilator. He was off the ventilator. He was breathing on his own twelve hours. Now they they're putting him on the ventilator. He's they moved him to a good morning lease lecture to a um uh long term care. Okay. Is that like is it long term, like we're like we're talking hospice eventually, or we don't know. Um, oh. It's not. He hasn't not woken good. up at all. Uh, he's been in a coma this whole time. Yeah. Jim? Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So you know, we. I think we were prepared. We were hopeful, but we were prepared. No, I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. No. I wasn't. No. 
I thought. Well, Dude, I and what are y'all? And what are y'all killing him off for? He he ain't gone yet. No, no, no. I'm not killing him off, Ali. I'm. You saying, is look, killing him off. We no. were prepared. Saying that's some that's that white shit. You gotta no, be. We no, were prepared. Me, okay, first of Nigga, all. Okay. Hey, that don't mean he oh, gonna die because he, he ain't doing good that's yesterday. That's not what I said. He gonna be all that's right. Not, that's you, not what you I said. You and Jay, you and Jay killed off no, Jeffrey. Okay, both of you motherfuckers. Oh, hold on. Y'all killed Jeffrey off. Hold on. And and you killed off Levi. You and this nigga, uh, J.K. And now J.K. trying to to go visit Robert Redwine like he's doing some good. He is guilty because he's been talking (laughs) shit about it. Let me say this, okay? First of all, in Jeffrey's defense, Jeffrey wasn't eating. The guy was 6'3 and weighed 122 pounds. Jeffrey, Jeffrey was already dying. Killing so yourself. Killed, I so said was, you killed him all. I said you killed him all. Killed him all. Yes, you did. You helped him on his way. I did Talking not. Bad well, about what did I do? Not kill him? You, nigga, you was a cold motherfucker, uh, Reese. Listen to me. I, well, you lied. You are archives, nigga. You already inhale. You ain't going. You inhale. Listen to me. First of all, let me explain something to you. First of all, the worst I could have done with, with, with Jeff was not feed him. Okay, I was the one that told him to eat. You, sure, right? you didn't eat. feed him. You didn't feed him no life. <laughs> I did. Good morning. Ain't this, John, John ain't this a pot calling the kettle black? He don't yeah, exactly. No the life. most vile uh, and vicious uh, person in the speaking. world. See, there you go, Mary. Keep your mouth out of man's conversation. Nobody said nothing to you. Nope. We talked talking you the week. You don't have to. Look. And I'll go well, one no, step no, further no, on the Levi thing. Every time Jay and your ass talk shit, and that's why your punk ass get talk, put on bro. mute. Listen, the problem with Levi was the fact that Levi had other mitigating Listen. factors that were beyond our Listen, Levi, control. Levi was already in bad shape. Johnny, Johnny exactly. no, he was. Y'all killed him I, off. You I, called him last no. breath. You said this nigga only got a couple more hours to live, y'all. Oh, okay, so now me. you're saying well, now you're like saying it. that we killed him. Hold on, if if you're saying this correctly, Ali, you're saying that Jay King and I were responsible for killing Levi with words, right? That's right. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> how you gotta ask me a question like that, nigga? You know what you did, nigga? Yes, with words. Nope. Jay okay, King, first of all, we may have we may have the sharpest tongues ever. Hold on, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I put your dumb ass on mute. <laughs> Levi had cancer. Dumbass. Yes. Levi yes. was eighty and, and years wasn't, old. And wasn't and wasn't Ali taking him him cookies and shit? You know, yeah. cancer uh, breed can't cancer lives on sugar. So if yeah. anybody helps Levi, him, I mean, the so cookie monster. Anybody, that's why the Ali cookie. was him taking them damn cookies. <laughs> you the killer. Well, check this out. Check this out, you punk ass bitch. I didn't never take Levi no cookies, you lying fuck face bitch. That's your motherfucking problem. Mind your fucking mind your fucking business, you fat funky motherfucker. That's why you get comfortable real bad over here. Hold on. With all due respect, what are you getting all out of sorts? You just say J King and I. I don't like when motherfuckers lie. I don't like when people lie, man. You're lying on me, me and Jay. No, you're lying on me. You you are you are on archives, nigga. You and Jay are on archives. I listen to them because I run the board. Nigga. <laughs> Again, first of all, I never told Levi to hurry nigga, up and die. Know. You want to bet, nigga? You want to bet me, nigga? Say, you, the only person I said. Before. You want to bet me? No, I didn't. 
No, I didn't. The only person I said, said to hurry like up that. and die was Jude. I put suicide watch on Jude. I never did that to Levi. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, let me just say you this. Like Levi, Levi, Levi was already sick and have been for a while. And if anybody so, saw so, him. So you killed him and, 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 and talked all that shit. No. Okay. Now I'm going to tell Jay. you what else I'm going to do. I thought I just <laughs> killed your ass off. I just killed your motherfucking ass off. Now, I, now, you know what? Talk about having to take a responsibility for something we clearly take no responsibility for. Levi and Jeffrey, that was their old age that took them out. We ain't got nothing to do with that. N- nigga, you killed them off, nigga. Just because That's they was already suggesting. Sick. You know I mean? Nigga, That's use an accessory. Was- you and Jr. accessory to murder. Both of you, my father. <laughs> well, can y'all start talking about Ali like this? You have this much power. Um, what? Yo, wow. <laughs> I know. I know what my relationship. See, I know what my relationship was to Levi because I spoke to him off air. I saw. Uh, him we all face. know. We all know. We we uh, heard you. And I'm gonna tell you. I, I know. And I'm gonna tell you what your. That's why your dumb ass is on mute. Um, yeah. Uh, and Levi and Jeffrey were both older black men who lived beyond. The average age of a black man. That's right. Levi oh, gotcha. was 80 years old. Um, Jeffrey was 74. And Jeffrey I thought, was... Uh, huh? I thought you were going to say that they lived past their expiration date. I don't know why I was thinking that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because, sorry. because you're that cool motherfucker that Ali said you were. That's why. <laughs> But I have I'm no not. idea. Sometimes, sometimes my hatred because gets ahead of me. I apologize. But <laughs> both, of, both of them, both of them. Uh, what about DLW? You killed show. him off too. You killed DLW yeah. off too, J King. DLW, you know what you did to DLW. <laughs> what did you kill DLW off, J King? And you know it. DLW was yeah. obese. No, nigga, you kicked him off as a host. You said he ran over y'all as a bus. Y'all kept fucking with him playing that bus sound and and, and, and Terrence, Boy, Terrence and all that D- shit. Wow. When D-O-W, Actually, when Terrence Howard, when, when the fake Terrence Howard came on this show. That's right. D-O-W said, and I repeat, uh, Terrence, uh, why are you calling me a punk-ass bitch? Uh, I'm the one who said that I believe it's you. It's the rest of yeah. the guys that didn't say it. Yeah. That's what By the said. way, for those and of you who DLW, do not know who DLW is. DLW came on the board and got the fake Terrence Howard phone number. And the, fake, right. the fake Terrence Howard told me. That's right. By the way, and for those of you who do not know DLW, the, the letters of his name stands for didn't lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> you really going to hell now because now you're talking about dead people. <laughs> Exactly. And Jay King, you know, King you're going to hell with him, Jay, because you laughing. man is on here talking about what y'all say about people. The, the and he got the nastiest motherfucking mouth in the fucking universe. Hey, check this out. The right. shit you're saying right now is why you're going to get muted and kicked off the show next time. Jay, listen to this bitch. She's, she's, she's giving she you the reason right now. About you. You don't okay, you honey, I'm going to tell the truth, too. I'm the mute gonna tell the truth on that motherfucker. See, Jelena, Jelena's got the right idea. 
She says, this is the one way of keeping the memory alive of those we love and miss. I totally agree with you, Paulina. Uh, uh, John Beckman said, hypothetically, <laughs> if I may, if Ali were oh, to Lord. drop dead today, would it be okay for him, for me to attend his service? Yes. Yes. So I, I think it's back. required. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say? Sorry, That's all right, John. Then I can get my cane back. Oh, get his cane back. <laughs> oh, it's cane. John Beckman. <laughs> John Beckman, you're going to be the only white man in in the grave that's dug 24 <laughs> feet deep. 24 feet deep, not six. 24 feet deep, nigga. Uh, Shelly, oh, my God. Shelly said that she... Shelly you said don't have to die for that broke back. She's going to your service. Look, J.K., 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 why you talking to Shelly? Okay, while you're talking to Jay, to Shelly and all these people, there's this person on this phone that keeps insulting me, but then gets mad and calls you like a little bitch when she gets kicked off the show. Daddy, so, because you daddy yeah, shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> shut your bitch ass up, you fat, funky motherfucker. You're the ugly daddy. motherfucker. That's why Rich, that's why Rich left your motherfucking ass. And, and he's just trying to be cool with you. I don't know why he's trying to be cool with you. Maybe he needs some more of the head you was giving because uh, he left good your morning, ass. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Kente. It was How good yesterday, wasn't it, Ali? Good morning, Kente. <laughs> One love. You liked, you liked that yesterday morning when I was over there. Yeah. I live in love. I knew you. You would never see my dick, bitch, ever in your life, even if JP, I was dead. Give me my, give me my, give me my box, DLW. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to start the show. One love. I'm going to do... I'm going to do the daily word. Yusef Kente, are you going to do the word of the day? Yeah, I'm going to do the word of the day. <laughs> so uh, so uh, today on Tuesday, September 19th, 2023, the daily word is divine order. D-I-V-I-N-E-O-R-D-E-R. Divine order. Good morning, Josephine. It's the truth of my life. When I pray affirming divine order, I declare my belief and trust in the divine idea of order. This simple prayer has great power and efficacy, not because it makes something happen, but because it aligns my awareness with my spiritual nature. Affirming divine order lifts my awareness beyond seemingly disordered circumstances into the expanse of infinite potential and possibility. In this place of peace, agitation and anxiety fall away, and I feel the presence of God. By affirming order, I am placing myself in the flow of ideas from divine mind to my human mind to the material world. I do not try to force a resolution before its time. I cooperate with order, yielding to divine timing, trusting the right and perfect outcome is on its way. Today's Bible verse is Luke 3, 5. The crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth. Yusuf Kente, what is the word of the day? J. King, the word of the day is beware. Spell beware, B-W-H-E-R-E, beware. Beware is to use caution. So let me use that shit in a sentence. Bitch-ass Beckman, beware. 
because he always be where he ain't supposed to be. <laughs> this is real. This is real reading rainbow type shit, ladies and gentlemen. Please do not, do not, do not change the channel. We are doing college level academics right here with these sentences. It's fucking. You have no idea. You're being schooled right now by the linguistical stylings of a fucking moron. Please, just don't, whatever you do, don't leave, because by the time he's done with you, you will completely abandon the English fucking language. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And in, and in th- that dictionary, the next word is BB. Yeah. Bitch-ass uh, uh, oh, that's the other letter. Yeah, I would call your show. I would call your show "Reading Rambo" because you are shooting up the English language. I give you so much ammunition, oh, no. don't I, Reese? <laughs> Not as much as you use. <laughs> On November twenty ninth. 2022, Flowery Branch police officials said they received reports just about after 11.30 a.m. about a person who was shot at a home on Chattahoochee Street. When officers arrived, they found a woman in the street who'd been shot multiple times. According to the investigation, Fonda Pratt walked into the victim's home and confronted her about her dog's barking before pulling out a gun and shooting her several times. Spratt was the victim's neighbor. This is incredibly unfortunate and could have ended in catastrophic results. There could have been more innocent individuals injured or killed, Flowery Branch Police Chief Christopher Hulsey said at the time of the investigation. The identity of the victim has not been released, but this is Fonda Pratt. Now Fonda went over to her neighbor's house, knocked on the door. Could you shut those damn dogs up? And her her neighbor came back and said, don't talk to me like that, Fonda. Now get up out of my house. Now get up out of here now. And she pushed her outside. And, uh, Find a shot at several times. You were talking about people living longer than expected. My uncle Nipsey passed away at almost 88 years old, seven years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, beware, B-W-H-E-R-E. <laughs> That's how he spelled it, Michael Niner George. John Beckman said, damn Pecklewoods, I hate them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, I know she didn't shoot a black woman. Does anybody know why I know? Or how I know? It would have been a national story? No, because 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 it wasn't named in the, you know, it, it would have been in the story. It would have been in the story. 
you know, it wouldn't have been walking to the victim's home. Yeah, good point. It would have, good point. It would have been walking to a black woman's home, you know. As Steve said, because it's not a huge story. Woman's blood was so toxic, it cleared an entire emergency room. Woman taken off United Airlines flight after man complains about her smell. Queen Obiama was boarding a San Francisco-bound flight with her two children in 2016 after coming off a long-haul flight from Lagos, Nigeria. They were about to start the second leg of their trip to Canada. Queen Obiama from Nigeria was boarding the flight. However, the family was on the second leg to Ontario, Canada, and were waiting to board the plane in Houston. However, she alleged at the time that a male passenger had taken a seat in business class, which had originally been booked for her. Despite Queen's objections, the male passenger, she was asked to take another seat as he refused to move. Good morning, Laverne. Queen, who went to the bathroom on the plane just before the flight was due to take off, came back to find a male passenger blocking her from returning to her seat. She claimed she said, excuse me, three times to the man to get past him, but he refused to let her through. The mom told a crew member about the man's spiteful actions, but was then shockingly asked to leave the plane after the pilot asked if she could be removed from the plane. The male passenger said he could not fly due to her personal hygiene. Queen filed a legal suit over the incident in 2018, whose lawyer said at that point Queen was lost, confused, and disoriented. Her mind went blank, and she was utterly befuddled. She pleaded with crew members not to take her off the plane as her young kids had school appointments that they could not miss. However, she was refused re-entry onto the plane. Queen watched her children marched off the aircraft like criminals, confused and perplexed. She sobbed uncontrollably for a long time, her lawyer added. Remarkably, it took another five hours before the airline could find Queen and her kids another flight. But the delay affected the school appointments and cost her more money, let alone the humiliation of having to, have to walk off a plane in front of passengers. The lawsuit filed against United Airlines stated, United Airlines discriminated against Queen and her children during the incident on March 4, 2016 at George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston because they were black. The airline who responded to the incident at the time said it does not tolerate discrimination of any kind. It said United does not tolerate discrimination of any kind and will investigate this matter. We have not yet been served with this suit, and due to the pending litigation involved, we're unable to provide further comment. Let me ask you guys a question. Um, if somebody got on a plane funkier than a motherfucker, and they were sitting by you, would you want the plane? Would you want them to? Would you want them to allow them to sit there, or? 
would you say, you know what? They bought the seat funkier than a motherfucker. I mean, like they so funky that you gonna smell like them when when you know. What would you do? What would you say? Mushroom Fred, what would you do about it? Or would you care? Would you just what would you do? All right, Brother Reverend Ali, what would you do? What would I do with what, J. King? If a funky motherfucker, would you want the would you want them to to uh remove the funky motherfucker or would you say let the funky motherfucker sit next to me, they they bought the ticket? I'll just move myself. I ain't gonna you move that motherfucker. You can't move. You can't move. This is your seat. And this is my seat. Oh, well, I asked to move that motherfucker, and and if they don't move the motherfucker, I'm I'm standing up. I don't give a fuck what they saying. I can't move. You can't stand up. You're on a plane. Shit, then that motherfucker coming down, J King. That plane coming down with that funky motherfucker. It's gonna be like nine eleven. Before you, before they get on the plane, they get before the plane take off. They get on the plane, and they say, and, and she sit next to you, and she funkier. Good morning, Reggie. She funkier than a motherfucker. Would you say, take this funky motherfucker off the plane, or would you, because they because they removed her from the plane because she was funkier than a motherfucker. So would you would you tell them to remove her as well? Hell yeah, I tell her to remove her. And if they don't remove her, I tell them to remove me then. I'll wait for the next flight. Snitchy Smurf, what would you do? I would come prepared like I do. I come prepared. We don't know what we're going to encounter. But if it's going to be something that's going to disturb me and keep me off my schedule or my task, I just want them to come prepared. Um, John Beckman said, imagine if that funky motherfucker also had a cane. <laughs> I for sure would exit that damn plane. <laughs> Dre Hines said, damn right, they got to go. Uh, Janet Marie said, like doodoo, I throw up on the bit. Uh, Conrada said, a lot of Africans believe in natural body odors and don't use deodorant or certain perfumes. Jeff Carter said, I just sit there until I could move and go stand in the back. Um, um, what would you do, Reese? What, that, that you know, would you want them removed from the plane? Or would you? Nah, that hoe got to go. That hoe got to go. <laughs> no, that's got to be. Listen, I believe in the old rule: your rights end where mine's begin. And if I got to sit with you in a plane and I got to smell your funky ass, you are no longer offended. I mean, you can be offended by your own smell, and you can deal with your own smell. But once you invade my space, no, nah, hell no, you got to go. Um. What about you, um, um, Mary Hopkins? What would you say? I would ask to be moved if I could not be moved. I probably would ask to wait for the next to like wait for the next flight. If it was that bad, like that fucking bad that I couldn't even take it, um, yeah, I'd ask. I'd wait for the next flight or some shit. Well, yeah, you're awake because you funky the motherfucker too. Y'all not like double twins. Plus. Oh here we go with here we go with this. Oh, here no, you I, went. I, I, I told your monkey ass, ass. Don't say shit. That you had it coming, you funky motherfucker. They removed your big old ass too. Everybody my funky cunt bitch. 
and your pussy smell like rhinoceros juice. Ali, everybody knows we're together, so stop. Oh, your motherfucking ass got put off the plane. <laughs> nigga, your ass was on date. You was so funky, they had you on dateline, bitch. <laughs> I don't know nothing, ho. Set your motherfucking ass up. You need to stop running your mouth about me. You know you was funky on the plane. You've been banned to friend. Boo. I'm not your motherfucking boo. You're going to get your ass whipped is what's going to happen. Everybody you said Kente answer the question. You said Kente, what would you do? Somebody... Somebody get on the plane, they sit next to you, funky in the motherfucker, and you got to, you can either have them stay or go. What would you have them do? Oh, uh, they can stay, Jay. Now, let's get back to boo and love. Let's get back to that shit. <laughs> Is that your boo, Ali? That's your boo, your ass going to get put on like mute, too, nigga. Jay King going to be on concert one day. Jay King going to be out of town one day, and all y'all going to catch it. Y'all going to be reporting. All these kids is off the show, Jay. Jay King. Oh, Daddy. Daddy, you kicked me off the show, Daddy. Ali, all this cussing you doing and calling people. And nigga, shut your ass up. Nigga, you just becoming a terrible motherfucker. Too, nigga. Ain't, ain't that the you, same reason that you yeah, instigate that nigga? Shut up, it's over, nigga. Let's move on ain't with the show, the nigga. Reason, Next. Ain't that the same reason I, why you muted me on your shut show? Shut your motherfucking ass. Jay, mute these motherfuckers, Jay. These motherfuckers fucking up your show, Jay. All these ugly, funky motherfuckers. Can I reveal something to everybody? No, you can't reveal shit, you loud mouth motherfucker. The only thing you can reveal is is that you ain't got no husband no more. You ain't got no husband. Shut your ass up. You ain't got no life. That's why you're over here. Ali, you don't like Ali, you cussing on the air. Shut your punk ass up, Kente. I'm going to mute you. I'm going to mute your mother. Again, I'm Mary. Andy's going to get killed. Say it again, Mary. You gonna here. He was drowning you right. I was going to kill John first, but Mary, now you're going to be my first kill, Mary. Oh, I know I'm going to be my first kill. I'm going to make an exception. I put your ass on mute because you over, <laughs> you, you drown everybody else out. But let me say this to you, Fred. We we doing a motherfucking show here, okay? So when somebody calls your name, about the goddamn show, either be here or not. But don't call in if you're not going to participate. I might have dozed out. Okay, no. sure. well, and, and then, then um, what, what the fuck you doing on the show? Listen, man, I was goddamn me. I, I ain't <laughs> did nothing wrong. Sure. Yeah, he did. did. We showed up. We, in the middle we of did something wrong by showing up, Fred. He put me on mute, let this girl talk all that shit about me earlier, and now he put me on mute when I got to come back. That's why your ass is back on mute again, because you don't know how to just be cool. Go ahead, Mary. So, so, um, so the question was this, Fred. If somebody right. got on a plane funkier than a motherfucker, and they were sitting by mm. you, and you you had the chance to either let them stay there sitting by you, funky than a motherfucker, or they have to leave the plane. What would you do? Would they you have, have to sit get there? off. 
No, I'm not going to sit there, man. I just don't believe in that, man. So, so they, so, so even if it's a black woman, I don't give a fuck who it is. Get your nasty ass up. They got showers in the airport and go take one. I'm from Africa. This is my natural body. I don't give a fuck. What airport? What airport got showers? What airport got showers? All of them. Well, they they got got showers in the lounges. They have lounges, and if you go to the um, the Delta Lounge or the American Airlines Lounge, they got they have showers. Entertainment too. I don't know. I can Damn, ain't been there. I I don't know why you haven't tapped into that industry. I remember back in the 70s, I had a parent who always had strong underarm odor. You know, and and I know culturally that there are some, um, there are some parts of the world where they don't use deodorant. Go. Which one of you motherfuckers decide that you want to make all the noise? Why wouldn't you put yourself on mute? That was me, J. King. My bad. You see how I fess up for my shit? These other motherfuckers need to take notes. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Thank Do you me a favor. Can you save, save some of the wood for you to hang yourself on it? <laughs> you Um, are we are we gonna be friends today, you guys? Are we gonna are we gonna have a good show? We're not having a good show. We're not having a good show. We're always one step away from from a fight in tune. Oh, um, come on. Are you kidding you me? I thought I was already to see a fight. You start the shit. What, 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 what show are you paying attention to? Is there another show? <laughs> There's no, already been fighting. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's always like we're just one, one inkling away. Um, Dale says, Jay, not just Africans back in the 70s, some French women did not shave their underarms or use deodorant. That's why I said cultures. I didn't say, I didn't say, um, because, you know, it's just some parts of the world. Because you're right, it's not just Africa. That's why I didn't just say Africans or in Africa, because it's in different parts of the world that they don't use, um, that they don't use. Deodorant. Hey, Dale Bernie. John Beckman said, yes, we're all good friends. I love everyone here, including Mushroom Boy and Ali. <laughs> By the way, Dale Bernie, just to let you know, back in the 70s, we used to have that ad that says, it's 10 a.m., do you know where your children are? Well, they had the same ad in France, and it would say, it's 10 a.m., do you smell where your woman is? <laughs> oh, my God. Good morning, Stacey Nicole. <laughs> There was a guy that I went to Solano Junior High School with. This motherfucker smelled like a skunk. 
man. He was bad, boy, but he'd beat your ass. You call him Stinky Calvin, that motherfucker. Well, you know what? Um, I don't know if you guys remember King Narcisse. King Narcisse was a, a minister. Um, and I don't know if he was just in Del Paso Heights or, or Sacramento or if King Narcisse was a national um, uh <laughs> Minister, but King Narcisse had a son named Milton Narcisse, and in Del Paso Heights, houses are generally around twelve, thirteen hundred square feet. King Narcisse had a book, big four, five thousand dollars square foot house on a big lot, and um, and it was right in the middle of the hood, and um, King Narcisse. Uh, you know, his son Milton smelt like pee all the time. So I, I figured he peed in the bed, and and um, and he had to wear. It's called, it was a trip because King Narcisse, because Milton, his dad was you know this this big guy. King Narcisse lived on South Avenue in the big pink house. He was a quack. That's what Dale Bernie said. Uh, yes, um, Jelena said he was in Oakland too. And so I figured he was around, you know, but yeah, but but his um his son Milton Narcisse smelled like pee all the time, and didn't and, and used to wear some he didn't wear nice clothes, so his daddy was a big man, but he didn't take care of his kids. Um, I want to talk about I want to I want to have a conversation. Um, about um, slavery in this country, and um, and talk about the debt that's owed to us, but our responsibility to the debt, because we have a responsibility to that debt, because when that debt is paid. It's going to be on the backs of our ancestors and the horrific lives they had to live. So between 1808, which is when the United States abolished the transatlantic slave trade, in 1865, yes, I remember Musty Marvin, Marvin Williams. We used to call him Musty Marvin. I remember that. Um, and we used to call Daryl Pennywell Sister Daryl. So, because kids are cruel, because we some cruel motherfuckers. I remember all that. So, in 1865, when slavery was abolished, Enslaved people toiled on the plantations of Virginia. And those were not their only sites of labor. Because people that were enslaved, they worked in factories, they worked in fisheries, they worked in tobacco processing facilities, and as transporters of produce. So when we... When we play, paint this narrative of not all 
white owned slave. It's true. Only about 25% of whites were rich enough to own slaves. But what they did do and how they made money was they rented the slave out to um, different industries. And, um, and those industries would pay a wage to the slave that the slave owner would take. And that, that wage that they play, paid were pennies on the dollar compared to the white workers. So they might have one white worker or two white workers as overseers from, for anywhere from 10 to 20, 30 slaves. So, good morning, Demond. So in a lot of ways, just because only 25% of the whites in the country owned slaves, 100% of the whites benefited from slave labor. So the image of the slaves working in tobacco or cotton fields in places like Virginia are somewhat misleading. And when you talk, when you hear uh, DeSantis say things like um, they, the slaves, uh, slavery was kind of good for them because they would learn a skill that they were taught, like barrel making. Or during that time, they they had to tan hides uh, from cattle and stuff like that. Uh, they made candle and, and soap. They did carpentry. They they became shoe cobblers. They they made shoes. They 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 learned how to preserve meat and fish. They learned how to do packing. But a lot of times they were teaching the uh, different industries how to do those things better because they had done them or had been um, had been uh, privy to the work or had already done the work at a higher level and brought their more advanced technologies to the different industries. The smaller farms, they couldn't sustain um, the with their slave population going to work for somebody else because they needed slaves to work in their fields year-round. And so they would rent slaves from larger plantations, especially during um, the busy time when they were planting and doing harvest. Now, what I'm talking about are human beings. Human beings that look like me and you. That's fucked up. And their services were paid to someone else in both money which one of these motherfuckers got a TV on? Which one of these stupid motherfuckers is listening to this show with a TV on as we're doing what we're doing? It ain't me, J. King. I confessed up to mine. Let's see who else will follow lead. 
I know what to do. Um, I know how to fix it, Ali. How you fix it, Jay? What you do? Jay, are all of us stupid motherfuckers, though? No, Especially you, nigga. Just, the stupid <laughs> motherfucker that I just put on mute knew exactly who he was. So, Fred, I hope you enjoy the motherfucking TV you're watching. Good morning, um, Potter. His dumb ass. Good morning, Jay. So, um, did what'd you say? What were you gonna say? No, I, I was gonna ask if you were gonna finish your. Yeah, I'm, yeah, finish I'm what you started. Yeah. So, a lot of the smaller farms they needed to they they rented slaves from larger plantations. There were some plantations, good morning, Melinda, that literally had slaves for rental, like a, like a rental service, that every day their slaves would come back home um, after work, but they would go work, um, they would go work out in, you know, in, in their different industries and come back. And and people made money, and they 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 got rich, and that's how slavery became an industry. I think a lot of times when we look at slavery, we look at people just working on plantations. We don't understand the whole dynamic of of the industry of slavery in this country. Now, the reason why I don't discuss slavery as a crime. Is because during the time of slavery, it was not a crime. It was not illegal to have a slave. And um, it wasn't until 1862 that slavery started, that, that you could leave a plantation and come to the Union side and and be and not be illegal. By 1865, slavery was slavery ended. And I believe that if if we're going to get paid for the debt for the crimes that were committed against us, we have to know what those crimes are. We have to know when those crimes started. Shelly said, it's disgusting to me to think that you can own a human being to do whatever you want them to do and treat them however you want. Good morning, Marilyn Voss. As disgusting as it may be to you, Shelly, it was a way of life. It was was natural here. It was a way of life today. Southern border. No, no reasons. Totally separate, two different things. Don't make me put you on mute. But, but, um, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, so slavery ended in 1865, and so let me just say this to you guys: I'm not, I'm not trying to. I don't want you to get upset and emotional. What I would like you all to learn how to do 
is to become critical thinkers, to become measured in your understanding, and to really know what um, what took place and why we haven't been able to move the needle in this area of um, of our existence here. Because we will say white people don't want to, um, they don't want to give us nothing. They don't want, they don't want to be fair. And I will say to you, white people never gave us nothing. Anything that we got, we, we, we got it through uh, using the laws, the Constitution, what the Constitution upholds. And and we did it, and uh, in concert with other with other groups, and we did it with critical, methodical, and pragmatic thinking, and we used the law, and we were patient. We've been that, except when it comes to the debt that's owed to us. So me and Tavis Smiley were talking about the other day, and I said, you know, I was talking to Tavis. I said, you got to decide if you want to win or if you want to be right. And he said, uh, um, you know, I hear you, Jay, but, you know, you can be both. And he's right. You can be both. But in this circumstance, you can't be both. We already know it. Because we've been right all along on what we on what on what is owed to us. But we've been wrong in our approach. So we don't win. We gotta decide if we wanna be right or if we wanna win. What is going to help us win? And part of it is knowing our own history. So so when we talk about slavery, we don't talk about it because we talk about it from just one avenue. We don't look at the whole aspect of slavery and how it how it powered this country. How our labor powered the whole country. How in even states where they didn't allow slavery, they allowed the mistreatment of people because of their color of their skin or because of uh, uh, where they where they originated from, they weren't treated with the same equality, and they didn't have to be before 1865 or 1862. They didn't have to be because there was there was no law, there was no constitution that included them. And that's why I tell black people, you have to be smart enough. Don't make the fight where, you, where there's a possibility for you to lose. Don't make the fight where there's a possibility for, for the waters to get muddy, for, for a gray area to sit in. Make the fight from where you can win. From 1865 forward, you became a citizen 
who could vote and who had the same freedoms of your white counterparts. And that's where the crime happens. The crime happens when the government doesn't uphold its own constitution. And we have proof through a series of legislations and court cases and years of getting us to where we are right now. And we can prove that the government was the central criminal. When I read about slaves and how they became a vital part of the economy, when I look at how plantation slaves had developed their own social system. And when you start talking about places like Virginia where, you know, uh, slavery really was, was baked into the gravel, when you start talking about all that there were some large, the larger plantations are, are in places like Virginia. And then they had a they had a hierarchy. So on the top of that hierarchy, you um, you had the slaves that worked as servants in the main house. So when you start looking at you know the division of us today, this this didn't just start. This was a, and it's not just us. When you start looking at other cultures, they have the same type of divisions that exist. But at the top of the top of the food chain were the servants in the main house. They were the butlers. They were the uh, the, the direct servants to, uh, to to the to the man in the house or or the woman of the house. And, and they held sway over the rest of the, of the slaves. And then you had the woman who was assigned to serve as a nanny or nurse or the disciplinarian of the younger children. She reigned supreme. And that's where the stereotype of a, the mammy came from in, in the songs and in the literature and then later in the, in the film. Then you had the house servants, the, the waiters and the waitresses, the, the maids and the cooks, uh, um, and, and, and all, all the rest of them. And that, that was dependent on the, the size of the house and the family. And based on house, on that, whether they whether they sat above or below the butler or the nanny, all of them in the house that they were higher on the social ladder than the slaves who worked outside the house. A lot of the house servants lived either in in quarters that were inside or within the main house's frame or in a cellar or right nearby. But they never lived in the main slave quarters. 
in Virginia, the plantations, the stables claimed a prominent position because Virginians prided themselves on their horses and their carriages. And to maintain horses and carriages required, they were a major task to to maintain them, and it required skills and expertise. And, And those skills and expertise were above those other positions. Stables, you had the blacksmith and the farriers the hot walkers, the wranglers, the coachmen, the, the footmen. And all those positions were filled by slaves. You had the riding stables, and then you had um, those for the field horses, and, and they were separate on the larger plantations. And slaves who worked in those fields for the horses They occupied a higher position on the social ladder. For one thing, um, they a lot of times they worked directly under the eye of the owner. They groomed his horse, maintained his carriages and his tack, and saddled um, the animals when they were desired to. A lot of the slaves worked in the stables that they slept, and they slept there. They slept in the stable rather than sleeping in the slave quarters. And that was the privilege they earned through the pleasure of the owner as a merit to their service. So you got to know that in slave life that there were so many other social and economical Some of the slaves were able to earn money as they worked to buy their own freedom or buy the freedom of their families. Some of them had enough power and enough position that they could keep their families together. Oftentimes, uh, a slave would, would, would be separated from his or her children or the man from the family. And then you had the ones that were, um, that, that, that worked as, as, uh, as bucks, where they, they, they worked on a farm where they impregnated women. And that's where the term motherfucker come from. Because oftentimes they wouldn't even know who they were having sex with because they put bags, they put um, a, a, a sack over their face. And, and so sometimes you could be having sex with your own mother, your own sister. These were the harsh realities of slavery in this country. And these are the things that um, your ancestors and mine went through. This is what they lived through. So I don't know when, when we lost our way, but, but we seem to have lost our way when it comes to pride and respectability, and um, I remember my dad saying to me one day, don't be out there showing your ass when you're making that music, because that's 
me and your mom's legacy. And I, I didn't understand it. Like, I understand it now. Uh, see, we haven't taught that to our kids, and that's why it's so wayward. So we can talk about what the world is and how the world has changed and what the world has turned into, but we've got to talk about us, the way we are, what we've turned into. Why, why are we so dangerous to us? We can talk about the Ku Klux Klan and and uh, and Donald Trump and uh, Mitch McConnell and and Joe Biden and all these white men and women and what they and these Karens and these Kens and how dangerous they are to us and but what about us? See, a doctor and a lawyer. The dentist, the professional, can't live in the community no more because the community. Honestly, it's too dangerous. And why do we want a community that's just us anyway? Didn't we want to be integrated? Don't we want humanity to be one? Uh, and if we really want the debt that's paid to us, to, to be paid to us, don't we need to come together to make sure that happens? Because we can't do it by ourselves. I mean, these are questions we have to ask ourselves, but the only way we can ask these questions is if we even understand who we are and what we come from. I mean, if you start reading about the history of the slave and how important the slave was to this country, because we look at the slave as, we look at the slavery of it. I look at the human humanity of it. The fact that we were that bright, how brilliant you had to be to come from a foreign, from your country to a foreign land, not even speak a language, and not just learn the language, but create your own inside of it, and then to thrive inside a system that was built to keep you down. And here you sit. Did you know that you used to work from dawn to dusk, except for the house servant? But the house servant was required to be at the whim of their owner at all times of day and night. Right. By sunrise, the slave was assigned its task. And the majority of enslaved workers on plantations were field hands. And, and they worked in their assigned plots under the supervision of a gang leader who himself was a slave. And they reported to the overseer, who was usually a white man under contract to the plantation owner. And, and many farm plantations, if you motherfuckers don't, don't put yourself on mute, I'm going to put everybody on mute. 
So when you start looking at Let me see which one of these motherfuckers just don't want to go on mute and just want to make noise. See this this is hard to listen to you guys. This is it's hard to want to hear because the truth is a motherfucker. The more you know about you, the more responsible you have to come become to who and what you are in the future. John Beckman, don't be stupid right now when I'm when I'm doing real shit. That will get a motherfucker blocked for today. So don't come with no dumb shit when I'm really doing something. I'm, I'm talking about something that's real. So there were a lot of um, farm plantations like Monticello, which was a big plantation in Virginia that employed several overseers because Monticello had different farms. And they, um, so they had, fellow, they had several overseers that was under a chief overseer. And what they did was they received instructions from the owners regarding the treatment of the people they oversaw. Jefferson, Madison, Washington, and a lot of other plantation owners were away from the farms for long periods of time, a lot of time. And what they would do is they would leave written instructions regarding the treatment of their slaves. And they, a, lot of, a lot of times, good morning, Sharon Bernie, a lot of times they, they saw that the um, overseer would ignore them. Overseers had a lot to say about the living conditions of the enslaved people. Mm-hmm. Overseers um, were responsible for saying how long they had for meals, what kind of breaks they had from work. Overseer said whether a person was too ill to work or not. Overseer said whether the, the work of uh, of a slave was was a disgrace. And and so the Virginia legislature started enacting laws that regulated the treatment of enslaved people because they started to see how crazy it could get. This is where we come from, y'all. This is this is what we're what we're built from. There's a debt that's owed to us that we have to ensure is paid out, not for the financial reward or the gain in our life, but for the pain and suffering, for the atrocities. That our community, our 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 ancestors lived through. But there's a responsibility that you and I have that we have that we have shrugged off, and that is the responsibility to us. 
to do and be better. Whether you, I remember as kids, you know, your mom and dad would leave the house and they would say, and, and don't y'all do no shit. Tear this house up while we gone. And they put Terry, Terry, you in charge. And so we had to make sure that the house was in order when my mom and dad got back. And that we didn't care nothing up. Because there was going to be hell to pay if we did. Well, we haven't done that. We haven't done that as a community. We've made a lot of excuses for us. So there's some responsibility that we have to step into if our debt is going to be paid and if our community is going to change. That has a lot to do with me and you. God, help us become warriors in your word. God, help us become warriors in your word. Turn our heads away from doing the wrong thing. And, oh, Heavenly Father, steer us into trying to do the right thing. Help us look to those who are doing good for mankind and helping those in need. Keep man from tearing up where we live, poisoning the water with production and profit, burning, destroying the atmosphere. There's so many ways here on earth to live in a great environment. If man would stop tampering with a good thing, Jesus, save us. Amen. 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 One love, one love. Uh, Snitchy Pooh, go ahead and say what Six Eyes is doing today. I didn't hear him on the show. Yes, um, he's back in class. So tune in on 8 p.m. Eastern for the return of Six and Road, the Six and Road show on the Six Eyes Radio Network. 424-243-9617 is the number. Connect for Relevant Radio Daily through Apple Music, iHeartRadio, even joining the Six Eyes Radio Network page on Facebook. Good news you can use. Now over to you, backstop. I'm going to give you a backstop, nigga. Anyway, uh, Reese, what you got going out there, man? Are you still out there? Yeah, I'm here, sir. Um, yeah, tonight, Reese on the Radio Rundown. This week, we've already begun talking about the adversarial road role of our American media. For some odd reason, they are becoming very forthright in their opposition to commentary today. Kristen Welker set off a firestorm this weekend defending Democrats uh, on the abortion issue. And as a journalist, that seems to be sort of haphazard. But more and more people in the news media are starting to talk about abortion and whether or not there are Democrats suggesting that abortion Uh, should be legal at all phases of pregnancy. We'll investigate that a little bit more with Gavin Newsom and Dana Bash from CNN. We have videotape to back that up. But anyway, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, ReeseOnTheRadio.com, ReeseOnTheRadio.com. All right, on Reese. And then uh, Jay King, let us know what you got going out there in Sacramento, man. Uh, Today I am uh, traffic jams from... Uh, from three to, from th- I say three to six, but it's really from three to five. 
Um, in my first hour, I'm going to do a, um, uh, a highlight of the Stevie Wonder um, Music of My Mind album. It's the first album that he does with his new, with the new deal with um, Motown. Up until that point, Stevie Wonder is um, is a child act who uh, who is uh, Barry Gordy almost drops him. Susan Moy is the reason why we started getting uh, after Uptight and you know You Are the Sunshine of My Life and songs like that. That's Susan Moy is the one who gets Stevie Wonder, keeps him on. And um, and then when Marvin Gaye did the I Want, I mean, the uh, What's Going On album, uh, that's when Stevie Wonder fought for his freedom to become his own creative person. Mm-hmm. And that first album is called Music of My Mind. And we're going to discuss it. And um, the same way I did last week with Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album. And, uh, right on, Jay. And I'm taking my, um, I, I, th- I think I'm going to take my um, Travis Smiley show tonight. I, I was Yesterday I was just too tired. I just didn't have the strength to do it. So maybe it's mm-hmm. Okay. Right on, J. King. Well, we appreciate everything you do, even though you bring a lot of raccoons and rhinoceroses over here on your show. Back to you, J. King. <laughs> um, so, Reese, I saw what you said, good luck in getting every black person. You're not going to get every black person to do anything. You're not going to get every person in any race to do anything. What you do, Reese, is you, you, uh, you get enough people that, it, that become enough people uh, buy into an idea. Uh, uh, you know, and you, um, and you, you, you hope to cause change by, you know, one person at a time. So, is Reese still singing that old song? You're not yeah. going to get everybody. Everybody. Oh, my gosh, Reese. But that's because Reese, um, you know, but I know. I'm not what, sure what you're talking about. You typed it. You, you're, of course you show what I'm talking about. You typed it in. Not you, Jay. I'm talking to Tyler. Oh, okay. You said, Reese, you said this on numerous occasions. The same what thing. did I say on numerous that's why I occasions? That's you the same what what are you saying that I said on numerous occasions? The same thing that we just said. I didn't hear you, sir, but so I'm asking you to repeat it. When, About how when you're not you going to get everybody to come on board and, okay. and we're all not a monolith. We've object- got to here, here, listen, listen to the point, right? So let's say you have a Teamsters union. You need the entire union to be on the same page with you if you decide to strike against the company. Is that correct? You can't have a fractured union in order to obtain an objective, right? That's how all things work. So all I did was make the claim was, good luck getting everybody on that same page. If you think it's easy, just do it. Don't worry about me. If, I, if, if I'm a naysayer, if I'm, a, if I'm Eeyore, say we'll never, you know, if I'm the guy who's shitting on it, fine. But the point is, you haven't explained to me how we get everybody on the same page. So don't, don't put me on this on me. You get everybody on the same page. Of course not. And, and, That's and my as far point. As, the unions, as far as the unions are concerned, 
not everybody's on the same page. My dad was part of the union his whole life with UAW. You notice that now even that's though, the reason why that's the reason why unions now have Bree, unilateral control over its members. Bree, what is the same page that you're going to be on? No, I don't Do no, you know. I, and again, that's about? not left to me. That's not left to me. <laughs> what I'm what I'm suggesting is this. Maybe you're not listening. If the group has an agenda, right, they either unilaterally decide for everyone this is the page that we on or we have a consensus. All I mentioned was good luck with the consensus. Now, if that offends you no. in some sort of way, that's on you. Hey, 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 no, if it offends you, um, what, what is, is the, the Department of Defense? What is the other page? I can't remember. Many years ago, they did a study on revolutions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know how? Do you know what percentage of a population was required to start a to start a revolution? Oh, absolutely. And the French Revolution is a perfect example. But guess what? When you have a so revolution, what, what, what's, what's the percentage? What's the percentage, Come on, Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, no. Nineteen. No. 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 I'm no. talking about the French no, no, Revolution. No, 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 no. But here's my point, Potter. No. He asked you, okay. Reese. No, Reese. Oh, hold he on. Hold on. Go ahead, Spada. So it was slightly less than 3% right. of a population is required to start a revolution. Because right. what they found out was there's no, a small no, percentage why of you very like, focused you people. Because I said the French Revolution. Because I said the French Revolution. But, yep. but, here's, but here, he was the thinking, you, Reese, here was the thinking behind it. Here's the thinking behind it. The thinking behind it was that you get a very small group of very focused people that set the vision and that set the for everybody else for everybody and else and they start and then at some point there's another larger percentage that comes on board after that vision is set and then there's a okay. certain amount of progress and then more people get on board see understood you not starts, again so you don't, you no don't one no one is debating that everybody and again that wasn't my point you see you're injecting things that i never said and then saying that i then applying them to me what i said was no. You can have a small revolution of 3% of the population and say this is what the agenda is and speak for the masses. That's true. But, again, the fact still remains. In order for you to have a faction of people creating said revolution, they must be a formidable revolution. Is that fair to say, Carl? No, no, no. 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 In the beginning, how, it's absolutely nothing but an idea. I'm going to tell you all why I put this dumbass on you. Let me explain to you guys this. <laughs> When you have a small organized group focused on a mission, a small organized group will take control of the situation and make it the situation. We had it. We saw it with, and I'll just use Paul Petrovich as an example. When you look, when you look at uh, um, the area where Paul Petrovich was building is uh, Crocker Village. It's called Curtis Park. Curtis Park has roughly 6,800 people. But Curtis Park's, um, the, the housing, I mean, the Curtis Park, the, the community association has about 500 people. 500 people in the association decided that they didn't want a gas station in Crocker Village. Even though 68 people, 6,800 people 
or 6,300 people were fine with it. There were 500 people that weren't. The 6,300 weren't organized. They just didn't have it. They just said, no, I don't care about it. The 500 are the ones that stopped it because you only need a small group of people that are organized, start a revolution. Then what happens is, slowly but surely, they will build a a, a support for it. And it won't just come from their community. It will come from other places. It will come from the other 5%. And before you know it, they are the voice. So, Reese, if I were you, I would have just said, no, I don't know. And, man, you learn something new every day, except you. You're the only person that don't learn nothing new every day because you know everything already. Well, Jay, they both well, left the subject. Well, Jay, the subject was the, what the subject was about, in this case, getting back to the lesson at hand, is is everybody going to go along with doing away using slavery or use slavery as part of the payoff? That's the whole, that's the root of it. And, and, and the thing that I listened to you and what you said, you described the atrocity of slavery in that, which, yes, that's why it should be some debt paid, yet you don't want to use the slavery as an issue or part of the criminality of the atrocity of slavery. But you tell us that we should get paid so because of the atrocity. Right. So let me tell you, and I tell you that slavery was horrible. I explained to you what it Correct. was. But it wasn't, but it wasn't illegal. And so I tell you, don't muddy the waters with the legality or illegality. Right. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't but what, illegal. But All, it, everybody did but it, it, Jay. But the point but was 18, they were criminals at doing it. It's their criminal acts. That's what made it criminal. That's why no, what the made other it nations, criminal. No, what made it criminal? What made, no, what made it criminal yeah. is when they continued even after even after slavery ended. Now well, the criminal. atrocities were committed before eighteen sixty five. That no, you it described. Was, it wasn't an you atrocity. Mentioned bucks. It was it, no. It was it was a it was a moral atrocity, not a legal atrocity. Well, so well, we can't. Right. You can't win. You can't win that. You can't win that argument or that debate. And reach. you're right. Until we have that small group in our community that's speaking in the same way uh, that I am. We won't get to this part because the fight, well, because, because the way we've done it already, the way we've done it already hasn't brought us a win. And well, the world was a brought, different world then. This is a different world. You had people that wasn't free thinking to be able to bring about the leverage to move forward. <laughs> Yet you have more open mind people today that can just make the leverage be by the word of the mouth. If that was so, so and, why hasn't it happened? Then, 
Because the times <laughs> were different, Jay. I said the times. The times you have free thinkers now who can live you, or who have had... the might. It's mind power, man. Mind power. And, and Thank the you for answering my question, Jake, and appreciating muscle, that it wasn't man. conjecture. The tongue is the strongest <laughs> muscle. Okay. Hey, hey Jay. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think you're right, and that's why when we spoke about this before, and there was some kind of committee in California to, to, to do this or that, the reparation I wasn't really paying any attention because as long as you – until you hire a, a, a firm or lawyers to be on this full-time to start the research and start doing the constitutional research and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. then really it's – I mean, you're not really doing anything. Waste the time. I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, it's just Waste not. Why do you need you're, you're lawyers not. to open eyes? Because, because, because they you don't want lawyers to open eyes open. of the people that's going to be the left. You don't need it's not a moral you know, issue. You, it's a legal you, one. Because if you're talking lawyers, about. No, it's a debt. It's a debt that they oh promised to pay in their legal yes, so And usually debts are settled in court. It's got to go to court. You don't go to you idiot. How is it that you don't understand that if you have an oh, issue on. where there's a that's grievance that you believe there's a Okay, put your ass on mute too, because I asked the motherfuckers to hold on. I'm getting ready to leave. They're gonna have this conversation without me. Let me explain this to you though. To you in particular, uh, Yusuf Kente. It's a legal matter. Legal matters are sorted out in court with lawyers, and you have one that's a plaintiff and one that's a defendant. In this case, black people or the black race will be the plaintiff. The defendant would be the U.S. government. And the U.S. government would have its, uh, its lawyers, so the people should have their lawyers, and they present the case in a court of law. It's not, um, it's not, it, 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 as much as you would like it to be in the Who court. Who was Fidel Castro's of, lawyer? He, he, he was a revolution. He was his lawyer. Well, that's what the subject, he was a lawyer. that's what the Fidel, subject Fidel, 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 no, Fidel Castro was it in slavery. Yes, he was. They, they, it was a government. It was a rule of government they didn't like. And um, Fidel Castro was, a, in fact, a lawyer. So he was his lawyer. And, Tavis, and that's the point. Tavis Smiley, I, I don't think Tavis Smiley was right. He was saying you can He's be both, a lawyer, you can be right, and, and you can judge. win. Okay. Yeah, you can. Um, Why can't you be right you and win? Be right and win. No, no, you can be, but here's the thing. But in this particular particular case, it's going to be right or win. It's not going to, you're not going to get both things. We already know that because we've we've, we've been through this. It's about a little bit less than the three percenters. It's about a little bit less than the three percenters. Yeah, but you think, because you think it's a moral issue and not a legal one. No, but it's not a moral, moral issue. It is 100% because of a, a, a legal issue um, based on um, the moralities of this country and and the tenements of it. 
that every man is created equal. And from 1865 forward, that was so based on our own, uh, uh, based on their own uh, writing and constitution. Their lies. Uh, uh, Bill Bernie said, Jay, you are wasting your pearls of wisdom before unbelieving swine. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bill, this is is just... These are things that we have to deal with. Um, Michael Niner Jordan said he turned a five-letter word into six. Um, uh, Professor Keone said, um, uh, Reese Hopkins, I was a member of the Teamsters Union for 20-plus years. When we went on strike back in 1997, it was because the majority of the union members nationally gave the union leaders the right or power to it's not so. the so case union, for every union. You have people on strike Jesus now. You God. have writers now, on you strike. Have you have that. people that you still carrying out that that right. the third hour. Um, Professor Kenyon, go to the third hour of power. I'm about to get out of here. My name is Jay King with Lynn Tolliver, Johnny Grimecracker Davis, Yusef Kente, Brother Reverend Ali, Timmy Braxton, Reese on the radio, Sleeping Mushroom Fred, Snitchy uh, Smurf, uh, 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 Mary Hopkins, and Potter telling you to get busy living because you have enough time dying. We'll see you guys tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel. Coming up next is the third hour of King Network, where the people come together. exactly how the Teamsters operate. Odd. That's funny. Because I've watched plenty of unions go against their ranks and actually It's going start, on right now with the writers. Yeah, exactly. Union. The United the writers exactly. The writers union as well as the United Auto Workers Union wanting forty percent really forty percent increases in their pay to a struggling industry that's being literally cut to death by the advent of electric cars. Good luck. Let's see those, par- those car prices skyrocket. Try to get a night. Right now, we're looking at a, a Ford F-150 rising to the level of $105,000 by the time this is over, if they win. Good luck. What it is, Reese, is something that was brought to your eyes was it's about the <laughs> less than three percenters. See, the people with the vision, the people that said that always here, you can't do it. You know, kind of like Dion. You can't do it. It can't be done. Yet, it must go on. The vision that is. My Potter, by the way, my whole point was, my whole point was. Well, your whole point, I'm getting on the point that your enlightenment 
wasn't that far because you said 19%. Yeah, so and it was the French less, Revolution. And it was less, so you didn't know. 3%, hold on, 3% less than 3% of a revolution, wait a minute, 3% of 48 million, right, as a population. Remember, well, they're working on Muhammad the... Muhammad told Malcolm it only takes one. Okay, so I just want to make this clear. So while you're talking about Elijah Muhammad, hold on. While you're talking about Elijah Muhammad, while you're talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Mm -hmm. while you're talking about Malcolm X, the only out of those three that was successful as a movement, right, a civil rights movement, was that of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And his coalition of individuals included people other than African Americans. Included Jews, whites, alike. Well, Malcolm was right. about a human rights issue. So I understand Gandhi that, but his revolution, hold on, rights. but the revolution, it was about a, about a human the revolution issue. of Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad never came. The revolution of the Black Panther Party never came. Well, what was right? the rebirth of all these people? But it only needs 3%, but the revolution never people, came. Why was there a generation in your lifetime you seen people wearing all these X hats? X on these shirts. That wasn't a revolution. That was a fad. Well, well, why? Well, wait a minute. That, I would say that's a rebirth. It was a of Malcolm X fad because of a movie. It didn't move any mountains. The '90s was wrought with black on black crime in well, the inner why city. Did, why it's the reason why enemies like Boyzen Hood and society. Why did simultaneously Public Enemy came out with what they in came out with? Nine. In wow. 89. So again, you, the, history is kicking so again, you in the ass right So again, that was the consciousness. When was Rodney that King went nowhere. beat up? That went nowhere. So here's my point. It went everywhere. You had, all you of the, you had the, the Million Man today. March. You still have, and on every movement, even in white movement. Why you didn't the Million the Man March revolutionize? Malcolm X. You Why? have the icon image of Malcolm X hanging on their wall. And Hold on. Why didn't? Today, then why didn't the Million include, Man March revolutionize? Why didn't Katie, the, wait, wait, the Why lady. didn't the Million Man March revolutionize the Black experience? Why didn't it? Well, I, I don't think that was the purpose necessarily, Reese. Whoa, 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 whoa. Man what was I, I the don't purpose think that was of the Million Man, Man March. March then? The million it was Man atonement, March and, and was atonement. That's what it was all about. So what happened? It was well, no, a lot of things happened. It's for the eyes well, that hear. Well, wait, wait, that hear tell me the, the groundbreaking hear, the experience that, that happened out of the Million Man March. That That's what it's for. There were there, Reese. There were a lot of stories. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a group. Um, we're going to get together and as a group, we're going to do this and that. It was for individuals. And you oh, was it? Individuals concerned, including my, including myself. You, including you myself, on the but there were a lot of people that made changes in their life. Think about on the event. other millions that didn't go to the not march. Because you of, think they weren't conscious? Not because of who spoke. You think it took the Million Man March to let you see? What about the ones that wasn't there? Those are the ones you better watch out for. I take it Yusef didn't go. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, you, yeah, Reese, it wasn't that. That wasn't the purpose of that. It was either. it was atonement on the earth. It was a it was a Aquarian no, it movement. It was the dawning no. of Aquarius. Aquarius no, now. Well, that's that's what you want to say. 
because your calculations are I think that's what the organizer said. Your calculations are, how do you calculate, as Spock would say? What's your calculations? How do you get to where you calculate that no, it's not, is what you would say right now? Knowing you see insurgents even in this country with January 6th. How can all you I, say that? All I hear from you is nonsense because I asked you one simple question and your refusal shows exactly my point. The, the Million Man you March. You know better than that, Reese. I, the Million Man March was supposed was to galvanize. the time of that took place for those that can be atoned. Dude, talking over me doesn't change what it I'm saying. The Million Man the Million Man March was a manifestation of the sign of the times of what took place on the planet. I heard you. I heard you. And again, what did it glean? What came from this revolutionary what gleamed, march? What it gleaned was the tongue muscle. Uh, oh, so a lot of rhetoric. No results. Well, well, well no, no Reese, shit. Well, Reese. well, if Reese. that's how you see it. No, no, that's it what happened. It was. No, I'll tell you what happened. Wrong. You know what happened to the Million Man March? Let me tell you what happened to the Million Man March. The OJ what trial. To the Million Man March I'll tell you what happened to the Million Man March. The OJ the trial. It was the OJ trial. The Million Man March. You have a skewed. it gleamed the next generation. Listen, listen to me. You don't see the Million Man March. The Million Man March was killed by the OJ trial. That's you don't know the story. That's what it is. No, that's that's not it, Reese. Well, really, what were more people paying attention to in 1996? The Million Man March or the, the women? The remnants of the Million Man March or the OJ trial? Which do you remember more? They're only a year apart. I remember too short. Too, too short. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah, he, he has some dope Don't shit. Don't lie. Again, see, this is where you're disingenuous. That's a fancy word for liar. No. In 1996, all you cared about was OJ. Many, the March hip hop, hip hop was, was on the surge. It had a bullet. It was so much. The 90s at that time had so much classical hip hop that you can play it. To, it's in all the the commercials of today. That's how powerful the events that took place at that time gleam today. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it, it, Nicole, matter of fact, I think what that do you movie remember came more? Pre- that movie came out right before that, Waiting to Exhale, like you just did. Actually, the movie was Get on the Bus by Spike Lee in, in a, a couple of years no, later. No, I'm talking uh, about Nicole, uh, what uh, do you remember more? Who spoke at the Million Man March? Or the OJ trial. Okay, King Reese. Um, so here's the thing. 1995 for me in my world was a pivotal year. Elijah was born this month in 1995. The OJ trial, I remember, began somewhere before that, like in cold weather, the earlier part of the year. But I do remember all three events. Mm-hmm. Which um, one do you more? Although I did not follow all those events, I had um, Elijah to attend to mm-hmm. in 1995. Can you name me? How about this one? I will give. I I I I I'll think of something. But give me five people who spoke at the Million Man March. 
Five. Oh, boy. Let's, wait, wait, let's shorten it up. Give me three people, and I'll give you Louis Farrakhan. Give me three other give me, give me two other people. Um, Rosa Parks. Good. Are you Angelou. No, sir. Okay. Rosa Parks and my Angelou. Yep. You took you took Farrakhan off the off the board. No, um, I said I'll give you Farrakhan. So you named three. Anybody else? In fact, with those two, there were other people who were nationally known who spoke as well. I'll give you two more. Two very, very prominent people. Who spoke? Um, uh, I have one more in my in my mind, but I'm taking a risk now. Did Dr. West speak at the very nope. March? Okay, no. Sorry. Do I still get my credit? Can I keep the credit for what I You get your credit for the other two, and thank you for remembering okay. the two women who spoke at the Million Man March. But the I'm other, sorry. hold on. I thought the it was other very prominent the black people, and this is this makes my point because you can't remember. Jesse Jackson spoke there. Reverend Jeremiah Wright, Obama's minister, spoke there as well. Uh, and Martin Luther King III. Okay. Martin Luther King III. Now that you said it, King Reese. Yes. Okay. So, again, if you don't even remember who was there, and you don't even remember what they talked about, an atonement? How general. Okay. It was well, no significance okay. at all. And I don't mean that okay. to belittle it. It was okay. covered yeah, nationally. It well, was covered nationally. Okay. I'm not I belittling I'm it. You're not, I, right. I'm glad you're not belittling it because, to be honest. I'm just honest, saying, I'm talking about its cultural significance. That's the only time I've ever seen so many men of color in one place for, for, um, in my lifetime. So I don't want to belittle it. It was, yeah, it and was I a, don't, because was, guess what? It didn't make, a million people didn't show up, but at least 830,000 showed up, and that's significant. That's significant, yes. That's significant. And, and as... Um, and there's your 3%, earlier, there's your 1%, if you could use any number, Potter. There's your 1%. Those people got together all on the same page, listening to the same leader. What did we glean? What did we get from it? With all of the fanfare, with all of the talk of it, with all of the people, we're making movies about it, T-shirts about it, all of that commercialism. The atonement was to Allah, not to the possibility. Possibility that never again, no one ever got together. But no one got together and used that moment as a momentum, as a momentous shift in the black community. That's my point. It matters if you atone to your creator. So, okay. So my earlier point was good luck getting people to follow suit. The Million Man March, we have something to use. We have a place well, to, to a template. To what? Follow suit to getting paid for slavery? No. For the yeah, whatever it is. For, whatever well, it what is. what the subject was about. Really. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So that's, so that's what you're So my point about. is, hold on. So I said, we need to get black people on board. We had an event where black people were on board to the tune of 830,000. Should black people get paid for slavery or not? No, I don't believe so, but that's a separate issue. Here's my point. But no, no, it doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter what I believe. You had 830,000 people who agreed with that. Hold on. You have 800. 
and 30,000 people who agreed. What did you get from it? I said, good luck getting those people on board. You had them in 1995. What happened? You got nothing. You got zero. Well, you and have a generation, you have a uh, generation that grew up. That's what you got out of it. But no, again, with all due respect, okay, this isn't horseshoes. This isn't horseshoes. We're not playing a game here. We're talking mm-hmm. about we're talking about real effects, according to the people who want reparations, right? Real effects to slavery in this country. It's either serious or it's a game. And my point is, well, is that if you, you want people want, to be you on don't board, want if we people to have, you just said you don't want. It doesn't matter what I want. Reparations. It's not what I want. Again, I'm saying if there are people in no, here who believe that they should have a right concerted now. effort, yes, if there's a concerted effort for people to get what it is they want, and Black all people must form say, together. If we don't do gimmicks, if, then why are you here? Didn't you say that? Wait, wait. Is it true that everyone needs to come You're together to be on the same page? If we yes, don't they do, do gimmicks, why are you here? Uh, okay, so. People say that people need to get together. You only need 3%. People say so here's that my you point. What's the people problem? People say that you are a charlatan. Why can't people we get 3%? People like Beckman really shouldn't be here. Being mad and being upset at you know me you, because you cannot. You can't defend your point of view, dude. You can't defend your point of view. That's why you're attacking you me. me. I know how this well, goes. Well, that, that is my defense, to beware. Yes, it's, it is your defense. And it's a defense mechanism where you end up looking silly because you can't defend caution, your point of view. Caution. King Reef? Yep. You white Perhaps. Sheep. You're the white sheep of your family, right? I'm Perhaps we have. Okay, thank you. Perhaps well, listen we have. Handkerchief we... head. You do, you don't, oh, let, wow. I'm talking to him, handkerchief head. I ain't talking to you. He don't need you to stroke his chest hairs. Okay, three percent of forty-eight million African Americans. Do you want to know what the number is? Yes. No. 1.4 million. 1.4 million. The exact number is 1.44 million. That's 1,440,000. So guess what? The Million Man March. The Million Man March. The Million Man March had 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 600,000 short of that and got nothing. You know what? Your, your authenticity on your verbiage well, and calculations so, are bankrupt uh, Listen, your yeah, shouting yeah, over me is because you have no case. No, it's the you lies know it. that you presented here There today are no lies here, sir. There are no lies. Where did, you don't what have made a, you say 19%? What made you say I, 19%? I said the, the French Revolution. I said the French Revolution. Well, what about Cuba? I, I, I don't know about Cuba. So well, now I'm saying to you again, and I don't – listen, by the way, I don't size my metrics based on other people. So you can All do right, that. I'm That's back. your what business. So when you're well, afraid well, to well, answer the question well, – well, by the way, the, guess what 3% is? Hey, let's look at Potter, the first 3%? Is of 48 the, is million France the number one is 1.4 million people. Where did France, where did France so, power come so from? So when you say all it takes is 3%, number. we should have had that number. We should have had that number 
in 95 with the Million Man March, but we couldn't even get that. Why? Well, Why no, no, but Reese, you, well, Reese but you, you, what you're looking at is you thought that the, the Million Man March was some kind of revolution or it's supposed to be. That's not what it was. It was you got to go back and read the mandate. It was, no, it was, it was agenda it was, building. No, no, Listen, see, that's where you're fucked up. The main point. You don't know the, the main story, point of the, Mr. Fucked yeah, up. It, that's, that's not necessarily what it was, but I don't want to harp on, on the Million Man March. I will say this. I will say this. One of the things that does plague us, though, is that on a small percentage, I don't think that we have decided what it is that we want from a basic level. There you go. And if you don't, if you don't know what you want, then you're just going to spin. You're going to go around in circles. You're going to spin. Well, well thank let me you. tell you, the things that you want, the things that you want, are concessions in the minds of others on your. Who thinking. are you to say? You don't know. You don't well, even I know what I want. Yusuf, Yusuf, listen. There has to I be some basic. There has to be some basic. Yeah, and you don't know what they um, are. Level of okay, this is the vision going forward. Thank you. Right, like people are going to buy into a vision and a message. You have to have one. Exactly. If nobody has a vision, oh, okay. Like if we're trying to build a house, we somebody's got to. <laughs> We gotta well let me let me say have an understanding of what the house looks let me like, say, how many rooms let me it's gonna say, have. Let me say something to you. Let me say something to you. Have a porch. Like, let me say something to no, you. I'm a visionary. I'll give you a vision. I'll give you a vision right here. Forwards forever, oh backwards never. How about that? That's not a vision. Debated. Oh, it's not? Well why uh, Nope. No. Why isn't it? Nope. It's, it comes. It comes from a quote from a visionary icon in your American history. Your American history. It does, but that, that's, that's not. Your, that's, well, well, that's not you adequate. You said it's not a vision. Then you said it does. It's not. You can't. No, I, I didn't yourself. say that. No, you, I didn't. You, it's you not a vision. You said it does. Oh my God! Can somebody explain this to this guy, please? He's I don't not know going to listen. Well, Jay, I think you're right. So why should I listen to him? Because he can't think for himself. Now, you just described me on saying, who are you? And I said, I am that I am. So it's uh, my business. Yeah, fuck gracious. you. Fuck you and him. Oh, well, no I, reason for you to get no, your heart. I, I, There's no reason I for you to you get, your, get your heart broken. Yeah, you're, yes, there is. N- you're the reason. Yeah. You're the reason. Go, I'm here go, to let you, you have know. something to say you want to excuse add to Excuse me. This? Excuse me. Not, let me um, say this to you yeah. guys. Reese, when they talk about 3%, it's not 3% of a segment of a population. It's 3% mm. of a country. So it would right. take roughly 90. I hope that's what he means. 90, that's exactly what it means. But you said, why did the Million Man March? Because it's not because it wasn't a revolution. A revolution Hold has on a to be if three percent of a country. Three percent of, of a country. Well, then that's clearly they clearly have those now, numbers. Let me finish, Reese. Let, let me finish, Reese. And so, and that's why I'm telling you guys that if something happened where. Donald Trump would not be able to run for president. That the the reality 
of a possible revolution happening in this country could literally take place because it roughly means 90 million people will participate um, uh, or thereabouts, 90, 93 million will participate in an uprising against the country. And if there's ever a time for that to happen based on a political fallout where we are right now, this would be that time. Um, I think you guys have to start just, instead of trying to argue with each other, just listen to each other because each of you guys are making good points. But instead of listening to the point that the person is making, it's like you guys want to refute the points as opposed to listening to them and saying that's a good point, but this is why I believe that point isn't the strongest point because you also have to worry about these things. In a revolution, if you can get 3% of a population to move in tandem, they can change the whole world. They can change the country they live in. They can change the dynamic. And, and there has never been a time in America since the Civil War that such a thing can happen until right now. I'm telling you guys right now, as we sit today, if for some reason Donald Trump is not allowed to participate in this election, we are we're marching towards a revolution. I'm getting dressed. This is apropos to sign of the times because this is a white man's war that's going on anyway. You got you got white man Moscow, you got white man Bosnia, you got white man America, you got white man G G uh, you got white man G twenty. So it's a white man war. So it's apropos that America have a revolution right now. If you're going to say that, that's the modern world has been that since since its beginning as the modern world. So you can't you can't just single it out now. That it didn't just start happening. Well, that's why this modern world, which has been ran by the white man, since you agree to that, what I'm talking about, is fucked up. The white man has fucked up totally to where this whole society is on display to see that the white man that built this world, modern world that is, is being destroyed by the white man. The white man don't agree with himself even as the white man came and conquered the melanated people. So let me just say this. At one time, the melanated people controlled the world, conquered the world, were all over the world, were the were the um, explorers of the old world. What happened? What so, happened was, I think, what happened was the devil came out. <laughs> no, what happened was they yeah, were the conquistadors. They called they themselves conquistadors. Go to conquer. You will see the moguls, the moguls who were. Muslim and black, they destroyed India. They destroyed the, They destroyed themselves. So if you go, I'm saying man cannot govern himself like that because man always falls in love with power. Well, this is about modern history, though. 
So if those ancient histories had to settle with what it settled with, which was the destruction, then this modern history has its conclusion. And it's about the end no game doubt. right now. Yes, this is about the end I game. thought it was okay for times to change. No, the melanated people used to rule the well, earth, the and then the white folks did. The I thought game. change was good. <laughs> no, this, just, like, just like the winners of your World War II said, this is about the end game. Go see what Churchill said. This is the end game. Everybody thinks that their end game is the end game. That's the, that, that's the whole hubris of it well, all. No, that's the arrogance that. of it all. Well, see, no, I don't think that. I know that. Yes, of course you do. That's your arrogance shining through. Well, you think that well, you think that your time can, is the most important come, and the most significant. Well, a stupid nigga like me can say what I'm saying and one can listen. The world's fucked up here. Dude, it's myopic, it's arrogant, and foolish. No, you think the era that you're living in... There was no, a no, day you, I wouldn't be able to say this, Reed. You're living in an era that you believe is all unto I'm yourself. It's your era. point of view. It's your objective. It's going to happen. We will inherit the earth. Dude, if it happens, you'll miss it. I promise you. You'll be out on sabbatical. Okay? Sure, you wish to believe well, that, and I know people well, fill themselves with that idea. It's like climate change. People keep thinking that they buy a Prius that's saving the planet. Right, because they're fearful of their own their own untimely de- demise. Well, they Reece, want to feel better about themselves. Well, Reese, that's just the that that's just the uh, microcosm of it. You no, know what dude, I'm saying? It's just again, it's the narcissism of today. Everybody thinks that their point of view is that they're revolutionizing they're they're revolutionizing the world. Look at me and my point of view. That's, well, these no, people are no, like that. See. see that's the microcosm. The microcosm is what I am. Uh-huh. The manifestation. Uh-huh. Of course you think you are. You got the, right. the, you got the micro part, right? Yeah. Right. The, yeah, that's <laughs> of right. Of course you that's think right. you are. Absolutely. The, the objective is because, to be more important than because, you actually are. In the grand scheme, we're just I already expect. inherited the earth. I am the earth. See this story about, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth and all this and that? That's just the liter, uh, you know, the 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 meta, uh, metaphoric way to look at it, you know. But the real story is about you being the earth. Yeah. So that's the uh-huh. real story. The manifestation of these wars is just about the prophecy of it. You really don't see because your, it's you don't, be you don't hear how arrogant this sounds, right? Well, no, it's not arrogant because sure I only is. got it from the one. All I'm doing, all I am, is a character, man. I'm just a witness, man. That's all. Yeah, I know. You can't but, see, that's a, that, but Yusuf, that's. I think that's the issue, man. Because they need people who listen. It's easy to get people uh-huh. to talk about their views, and it's easy to get people to talk about the past. But as soon as you say, let's get a meeting together, let's meet on Friday evening at 7 p.m., get man, in front of a whiteboard, no and let's start man. drawing this, this out. This about the Holy Ghost, nobody, Exactly. Then nobody man, shows the Holy Ghost, up. Man. Everybody just wants to talk. They the just want to talk man. about their point of view. No, no man. It's you know, hey, people man, don't want to get down out, to the man. hard work. And I'm not saying everybody, but that's just that's just the way it is. People go missing. Check if, it out, man. As long as you want to Nobody talk about the problem, the people, will the hour, man. people will Nobody stay there all day, 24 the hours, to talk the about Holy the problem. Ghost is as soon as you talk mind, about coming man. up with solutions for the problem, 
No, no. You're gonna lose no, a whole no, bunch no, of people, you and you're gonna lose even more when you start talking it about. It ain't gonna happen that way. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be on at God's will. Okay. That's it. That's I guess you so speak for God. Are you, are you, you representing God today? Are you his PR guy? For the spirit, of course. Well, okay. So you're representing God. That's so all, that's you got just the spirit. You got that direct line to God that none of us have, so direct, you know exactly what direct, is in God's plan. Direct, live and direct. Oh, okay. And and nothing no, about no, that is arrogant no, at all. No, not okay. I, I. Okay. And nothing about that I. is arrogant, right? Nothing about it is arrogant. It's in my writings. Okay. I, nothing. Okay, sir. So I heard you loud and clear. Absolutely nothing. I don't think about that. Well, don't, don't worry that. about it. Hey, Yusef, check out the show tonight. I, I hope you'll join us. Y'all be good. Worry. <laughs> Let me All right, Reese. Right. Nicole, did you ever say what you wanted to say or no? <laughs> well, no, but uh, I could read it. I, was, I just went and looked it up just to see, well, what was the overarching theme? Um in October 1995. And so what I found here, it says speakers and attendees emphasize responsibility with the crowd taking a pledge to support their family. That's scissors. He's at his favorite store right now. Um, Who is that? Is that diaper? Big diaper Charles? (laughs) Well, I call him scissors, but that's him. So what about the 70 billion that they gave to Ukraine? What you think about that? What, what was the question, Yusuf? The seventy billion, man, that it ain't already gave to Ukraine. And they're gonna give more. They're gonna, right. give, they're gonna give more. Matter of fact, Zelensky is in New York now, isn't he? He's in here begging, he's begging for more money now. And well, he's gonna. He'll probably get it. Have, have and then, do you know right, 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 right when right when Biden is going to meet with you know the rest of his allies over in you know his big meeting? Do you know that the people were were very upset in Ukraine because after that first infusion of cash, a lot of the generals and stuff were driving around Ferraris and all kinds. Of they're just, they got all these, you know, fancy cars, $200,000 cars and all this kind of stuff. Man, that money is just being, you know. <laughs> they were right about Ukraine before, even before Zelensky got in there. It's like one of the biggest laundromats in the world. I mean, they wash more money from countries than almost than anywhere else. And I remember, what, I think the New York Times wrote that story many years ago about Ukraine. So why you can send money there and get it washed? Why is Putin trying to take it back? Well, there's a history to it, though. There's a history to this whole thing. And Putin has been talking about this for the longest, about Mm -hmm. them encroaching on Russia, about NATO encroaching on Russia and coming on Russia's borders, getting more countries into NATO. And apparently after um, um, the Berlin Wall came down, Russia was like, okay, we'll get out of, we'll, we'll 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 get back up, and then they promised him that they wouldn't move one inch to the east from there, from you know, with NATO. 
They wouldn't so what you really describing so like, cool. What you really describing so what they did is, was, is that Ukraine, Ukraine is like uh, Israel. They need to be in that territory, and America is gonna get invite them in to NATO and be the launching pad, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. for but, you know to be the back door to 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 have an army or just someone that can see what's going on on the back door of Russia. So they're just like Israel. Yeah, That's what you're saying? Listen, and then it was called the Minsk Agreement. Like Israel and the Mediterranean. And the Minsk, the, how yeah, so how was Israel the Minsk there Agreement. with all those Muslims. Yeah, so the, it's the Minsk Agreement, and the Minsk Agreement was that they were not going to move to the east anymore. Well, since then, they've moved thousands of miles to the east on his border. And the, his red line was always Ukraine. He's like, you can't move to Ukraine because that's only, that's not far from Moscow. Like, because anywhere they, they have NATO, they put these missiles in that they say is for defense. Everybody knows it's for offense. And if you look at a map, and, they're and, surrounded. And NATO, NATO, got, NATO, is ran, side, NATO is ran by America, right? I, I, I look at them as the same group. Yeah, I don't know. Who well, Del Bernie said. Del Bernie said. Del um, Bernie said, the leader of this world is Babylon. So, what does that make America? According to Del Bernie. According to Del Bernie. It's not. It's not about just the It's about the military. No, it's no. It's about. It's about. It's about the agree. It's about the agreement. There was an agreement that was broken. And Putin always yeah, said, do you know, when you talk about NATO, it's not about just the missiles. It's not, it's, it's, point, it's the point of their military being in that country. It's no, not that's the same, that's what I meant. Charles, yeah. Charles. Okay, we say the same thing saying, because the it. missiles are part of the military. Yeah. But the missiles are part of the military. The you got to have military yeah. personnel. It's and, about yeah, but land. If you have missiles, you got to have military it's personnel. About it's about land, man. It's not even about the missiles. Not about, it's just the point of the military is there. You got a military fan. Oh my Everybody God. Okay, okay. No, you did that. I, I, okay. You did that. All right. If, if you want to say it that way, then that, then okay, no, the military. No, it's not about. If I want to see it that way, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, Charles. Okay. All right. Yeah, you got a problem. All right. Anyway, it's about conquering land. Child, didn't I just say Russia conquers land? No, you don't like my argument. America conquers land. Listen, listen, listen. And Ukraine was a Ukraine was a red line. You know why Ukraine was a red line? The Ukraine was a red line because during the war, the Germans came through Ukraine and killed one out of every ten Russians. One out of every ten. As far as population, they made the biggest sacrifice. During that war So they said no We're not doing this anymore And so Ukraine has always been a red line for them Because they were able to march through Ukraine And get to Moscow in no time So that's a bit of the backstory, But I think RFK does a great job Of giving a backstory to that RFK Jr. Um, to why, to how this thing happened, how it came to be, because there's a history behind it.
I mean, I don't think I don't think the United States taking place today. It's a white man's war. What 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 happened when they were going to put missiles in Cuba? The communists were going to put missiles in Cuba. The United States were ready to go to war. Why? Because it's what ninety miles off the coast of Florida. What? Like it's right there. Oh, they were yeah, never going to yeah. allow that. Yeah. It was about yeah. communism yeah. then. The, the bad bad Always word did. was communism then. That was the boogeyman. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's a boogie, man. Now today they say Russia. When it was Russia, do you know that that uh, Russia was like an ally of America in World War Two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, how is it today knows. that they're fighting each other? Different. It's confusing. No, it ain't confusing. It's a family affair. It's a big yeah. brother thing. See, yeah, America want to prove it's the big brother. The Russian want to prove it's the big brother. And, and yep. where you at, Canada gets Now, China want to prove they're the big brother. And China well, and Russia well, China, saying, you know I'm talking about the white man's war. See, China ain't even involved with it. They go to China for assistance. China been oh, here no, since the beginning of time. China been here... China, China's history don't need to be written. They can carry that shit on by word of mouth, by from from the lips to the ear. I'm with you on that, Yusuf. I'm with you on that, Yusuf. But listen, right. So this is infancy. The same they, they're, they're both Yusuf. They both Yusuf. Well, well, well. China, China is going to watch the theater as well as I am. You know. With them sunglasses on, them same ones. I got mine from Dion. Dion sent me some of them glasses, them sunglasses, because he know I love sunglasses. I got my pair. You get your pair. You you know that's his. You know that's his own line of sunglasses, right? Yeah, I got me some. You got yours? Okay. No. Nope. Do you have any? Do you <laughs> wear sunglasses, Potter? Because you you know you got to uh, wear sunglasses. See this three D ism. <laughs> You ain't got your glasses? Do you wear sunglasses? I got them. I do. I do. Oh, yeah? So you got them on now? Yeah. No. You got them on now? Well, that's that's why you sound bitch-made. You're bitch-made. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, you bitch-made. Oh, Potter, you bitch-made. Oh, yes, sir. You know, what you do, you, you can't, you can't, you just don't have it all. You have good remnants. Oh, I don't. You're like Reese. No, you don't. I mean, you you like you're, you have your uses. All you're right, like Reese. Those fighting words now. Those fighting words. Right. You got some good uses for you, but then there's useless. You can be useless too. <laughs> I know because you know girls. Some girls will call me useless. You know, for short to make me laugh. You, no. Uh, useless use of. You don't yeah, say. man. Is it? Yeah, man. So I know what that means. You know, and you're useless now. So I know what that means. Yeah. you <laughs> killing me, man. Yeah, useless. You know, you, you, know it's, you get a little bit of information and then you just fuck up. 
You just fuck all the way up. You know, you almost sound like a, a shade off of Reese. You are black, aren't you? Aren't you black? He's not going to. He's not going to. I second that. I second that what you said. I second that. I knew you was coming, sister. I knew you was coming in. Potter, ain't you black? Man, would you go change your diaper or something? Get out of this conversation. Well, you you got out of it. If you don't believe it, it you you stupid. Reese's watered down a little bit more, <laughs> but you're watered <laughs> down. Ain't that something? What, what was that, Fred? I don't want no smoke. <laughs> King Fred says uh, no, that he just yeah, muted unfounded here. <laughs> He feels that he gets <laughs> muted, unfounded here when others seem to run scot-free. A few times. I was muted all day today, shit. Oh, well, King Fred, oh, I believe Lander. that's because Lavis thought you were you were taking a nap and your TV was playing. And well, that's what happened. Do I, well, hell, uh, it wasn't my fucking TV. It was Brittany <laughs> Houston. Uh, what's the girl that he wanted want us to watch every day, that white girl? Like, Yee-hoo, yeah, lady who. <laughs> that song that he played every day. Ole, ole. The six pack song? Oh my god. Now y'all know he ain't gone. Y'all better shut up before you got damn ass and get muted. You're correct. Um so there's a documentary a documentary on um Netflix called The Family. And I brought this up a few times. I want to bring it up again because it does speak about this money going over, money going abroad, um, and and sort of giving some backstory as to why um, this occurs. I don't know if, if anyone's taking time to watch it. I think it's in like nine parts, but in my opinion, I encourage you to watch it for many reasons. You you'll see the camaraderie. Um, more than you see the um, division between the United States and other countries. So I wanted to, to is say it a that. What you say about or? money going back yeah. home? What do you mean? Money, money going, going abroad, abroad, yeah, going overseas. Going abroad. You, from you where? ask about well, from America, oh, okay, giving out from money. America, to, yeah, okay, the conference of America, yeah. Yeah. So someone asks, why is that? And this is always this is this is asked often. It's a very good question. And so there's a documentary called The Family. So hence, right there in the this, the title, <laughs> um, The Family. So there's a there is a there's more allegiance than, than what we're what we're told on media. Uh oh, with your scissors, you gotta cut me off. Yes. One thing that everybody can admit, no matter how much they hate the U.S. The U.S. dollar is the main crazy dollar on the market, no matter how you want to look at it. It's the main crazy dollar. No matter how much it's always going away, always about to go bye-bye, it is the main crazy dollar. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Den- I'm not denying any of that, because um, what I was speaking to was the question: Why are we giving so much money, like foreign aid, to other countries? That's what I was speaking to, not the value of that money. Clearly, the money must be worth something if others want the money 
um, in their country. So there's value to the money. I'm not speaking about there being anything about that. I'm speaking about why do we, like in other words, here at home, we have certain challenges that really need to be addressed. At the same time, we're sending over X amount of dollars um, to other countries. Why? Why? So I, I was just offering again that documentary called The Family, which is, I, I believe is still on Netflix. It's in several series, um, several part series, but you can watch the whole thing straight through because it's all in there. I've watched it multiple times um, in the past, and to, in my opinion, it answers a lot of questions. Not not somebody talking in front of a microphone, but showing um, different types of. Um, information that we don't get to see on media. Not that I'm I'm supporting anything that's really coming out of media. But what I am saying is um perhaps that would help help us see there's more allegiance than what we think. Like um well, Clinton was asking about it. Russia. Why do they do it? Well so well because they they have um they have a camaraderie um that's beyond like the people, okay? I don't really want to like spoil the document. It does a better spoil job than me. All I know. Fuck that documentary. Why? <laughs> because they have a com- a, a camaraderie. They have a camaraderie that 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 doesn't really reach mainstream media. What I'm saying is, like in other words, Kings in the Morning, <laughs> in in some ways, is an example. When you, when you all come together. You all have your opinions and you have your discourse and you speak um, truth to one another from your perspective. Some may look at that and say you guys are against each other. You know, y'all don't really like each other in here. There's some people who don't know. For those who do know, know Is that there's a camaraderie here. Is anybody money with each other on here? Like, well, like, what friends, like say American that again. Okay. Say that again. Yes. Wait, yes. wait, say, yes. wait, wait. Clanking. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I want to hear what he said. You said, what did you say, son? What did I just say? Yes, sir. Yeah, I asked her, is there some money that's going on around here with amongst kings <laughs> in the morning? Because that's the issue about you. That's the, the subject right now about why money is being shipped to Ukraine. Now, she's talking about kings in the morning. I just want to know if somebody owes somebody some money. So to answer your question, money. yes, money is nothing here. If if one of y'all needs something, y'all help one another. Uh, no, case that's in point, not our what brother I'm Red asking wine. you. The subject is about why is America giving all this money to Ukraine? And you brought up about kings in the well, what, I did, what, but what I said, I said more part? before I said that. So, so the you money part. You don't even want to watch the fucking show. Well, you should, because I said to you at the beginning, it does a better well, job explaining. Well, you but the person explain needs anything. to explain it. Well, then why you, ask you me? Because I, I want to see Same what the you. fuck I'm dealing with listening to in my writing. Well, I, I could ask the same question, <laughs> but I'm not asking that you, question y'all, right now. You two motherfuckers I'm offering be an going idea. crazy. Y'all, I, y'all, I'm going y'all, crazy. y'all be going, y'all something else. But now, uh, Yusuf had a couple of good points. He always does. The, the uh them guys uh 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 what's the name Potter and Reese don't value your opinion. They think of you as a nimcomput a weed smoking asshole and they, they they missed your point. And you had a very valid point. 
I don't and think they that tra- abuse them. They tried. They tried to come back and get have y'all to come to a kumbaya moment, but I wasn't giving them that shit. I wasn't giving them none of that uh-uh, because uh, you got a motherfucker on this on this show that do nothing but politics, and he brought that shit over here with y'all, and y'all like it. Jay like it, but that's not his motive. His motive is to keep you fucked up. The window shopper. The guy over there on the on the fucking uh, couch, but I'm supposed to be the dumbest motherfucker that they ever heard. But this son of a bitch, he's window shopping for a car. He's like, I don't window shop. I don't put shit on layaway. I'm listening at everybody's mentality, and it and it fucking bored me. And when I get bored, I go to sleep. Fuck it. All the yelling that went on, couldn't couldn't hear shit. Couldn't hear shit. Motherfuckers talking all over each other, but that went on. And nobody said any fucking thing. Speaking of sleeping, anybody know where Sleeping Panther is? I don't know. Sleeping Panther? I heard motherfuckers snore. Yeah, you. Fart, run water, hold a window out, hold the phone out the window. Noise is noise. Simi and Reese has fucking Simi noise. Simi is working. <laughs> Simi is working. Oh, okay. All right. Simi. Oh, the sleeping panther is working. Okay. Cool. He's working. Now. Sorry, you got you muted you, earlier. You, King you it was a piece that gave you up. Huh? I said, sorry, you got muted earlier. It was your television that gave you up. It wasn't my goddamn gum TV, no way. I don't even have TVs in my home. Well, it's God, don't worry about it, man. About I'm going to lodge a Six eyes probably could have figured it out. But you deaf motherfuckers trying to figure out what somebody's doing in their personal life over this phone. You don't know what the hell I'm doing in here. And I don't have TVs. Fred, yeah. Fred you have been wrong. And I'm going to lodge a formal complaint through the head of no, uh, no, J. King and David on your behalf because this is an outrage. Very noble. I'm going to take this. If I got to the, I gotta go to the Supreme Court, we're going to get justice. You need to get right. it handled because, as a matter of fact, I was being quiet, very astuteful and listening, and I just got called out for no reason at all. Okay, the little peon, the little mushroom dick motherfucker. Uh, um, that you guys know me as. That's just, that's I, what y'all no, no, me. I don't know you as and that. I, 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 I don't know you well, as that. King nobody talked nobody talk about your penis, side. Nobody cares oh, about Lord. your penis. Oh, Lord. Is he still here? I just cut. The reason why we're talking about your penis. Why don't you get dressed? There was a mushroom. Little Lionel so Ricky motherfucker. Get dressed and go to the studio. Let me ask you guys a question. Would you rather look like would you rather look like Lionel Richie or Henrietta Hipple? How about sure? That motherfucker looked like that thug. And I know what I look like. And nigga, you look like you look like that big old Saint Bernard that's out of shape that's been eating all the time. 
Yeah, well, just I just can't you out of my coop. Hey, I bet you you better not come in my where yard. Where do we send our formal complaints? You a St. Bernard, you just big. You ain't doing shit. The St. Bernard's are helpful ladders. They they save lives. Where, where, you gonna get where, muted. You gonna get muted. Okay, don't come to my fire. fucking rescue. Right. I don't You're need right. no okay. rescue. I don't want. Okay. So where where do we send our formal complaints, Jay? You can uh, say uh, you, you all getting paid. Send them to jking62 at gmail dot com. I'll read them over the air and and do something about them. <laughs> over okay. the air. Right. Take that a bit. Don't See worry, that. Fred. There's gonna there's gonna be justice for Fred. What would what would you do about it, Lavin? <laughs> you said do something. What's the something? Put it on Angie's desk. Yeah. He'll go in the The motherfucker boy, he has chest was all like yesterday. He say, uh, I have people to do these things for me. I don't forget my airports and where I need to be because I got people. To... And then the motherfucker <laughs> took the conversation when I said they had showers in the airport. That motherfucker took that too. The conversation said, oh, yes. You know, because American Airlines and Delta, you know, because I fly with the elite. You guys don't get to go back there. He said, oh, bitch, I'll go back there, nigga. I go back that nigga, motherfucker, <laughs> and I get a limousine ride every now and then, and I don't have to drive. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he just poked his chest all out there and took my little shit. You what didn't are you even know they had showers and... Oh, fuck you, Jay. You know what I'm talking about. You, know what? you sound like your <laughs> white boy. What are you Fred, talking you about? You talking. You're out what of control. Well, you're not talking about anything. You know what? You're like a rhinoceros. You know, the rhinoceros, oh, just because you raise them from a baby, don't mean when they grow up they're going to remember you and be nice to you. The rhinoceros gets older and gets cantankerous. And mean, even if his teeth is out his mouth, he continues to bite and gnaw at, at things. So I just look at you as an out of, you know, you're an out of control rhinoceros. You got any grandkids, Jay? Huh? Do you have any grandkids? I have three of them. They, I know they get a kick out of you. Wow, that's beautiful. Because you know all the nightmare stories and all the little fucking little things about the... I'm going to do it. You know what? On Kings in the Morning, morning, I'm going to do a story on Little Freddy the Rhinoceros. Fuck you, man. I'm going to man. Don't hang up. I'm oh, doing this. Not you. If little, if, if little Freddy was a rhinoceros who wanted well, to be a person. Why don't you name it something else? Why don't you name the motherfucker something else? His name is, I didn't say little Fred the rhinoceros. I said little Freddy. There's a, there's a difference. That's close enough, motherfucker. At the, the root punk of Freddy is the, the root punk in the choir. That's what the punk is. That's what the fucking punk in the choir at St. John used to call me. Freddy, sing Freddy. I say, Daddy, y'all gonna put me on the Deacon's uh, row because this punk out of Oakland no, I thought down you, fucking with me. I thought, you ca- I thought you called him Daddy when he told you to sing. I thought you said Daddy. No, I was talking to my father. You know what? Oh, I'm, I'm back on you, mute. I thought you were call- I'm not doing well, I this thought today. You were the- what, what are you not doing? But, um... I'm going to let you work, motherfucker. Man, I got other shit on my mind. What you got on your mind, Freddie, the rhinoceros? 
Well, see? another one of my brother, one, another one of my nephews just called uh, uh, Tony's. I might not want to say her name because you so you go spit in her face. Uh, Thank you. She just called me and said that uh, my nephew that Tony was staying with next door has cancer and he's going through radiation and it's in his brain and his shoulder. So that's Lee and Jeff. Wow. You mean tell me I'm going to outlive these guys? No, not necessarily. Shut the fuck up, nigga. You were supposed to say, yeah, Fred, you know, you're doing so well and you're breathing and we used to job together. You're doing, man, I don't know what's going on, but you're doing excellent. Not necessarily. Typical white man's answer. Mm -hmm. He's thinking. Y'all still talking about the white man? No, I'm reading. No, Jay, Jay just took the oh. conversation back. He just took the mic. Oh, Jay, Jay did? <laughs> yeah. He, he. I had a call. <laughs> I had a call. I had a, a, a Jay back. Jay talking yeah. about the white man? No. We got him off his game right now. He's trying to be sensitive. He's trying to, he's trying to hurt my feelings and love me at the same time and call me <laughs> little dick and all that kind of shit. I did not call you. You talked about. Why would I talk about your penis? I called you mushroom Fred because it just so everybody seen the picture of the mushroom. It was the man's penis, Jay. Come on, stop fucking faking. But it was going now. If we if we going to get the reparations, motherfucker, you got to call it like it is. It's the debt. It's the debt owed. The debt. It's the reparation. Fuck that. Debt my ass. We need to get some ride gear. Uh oh. The man is buried six feet down in his mushroom. Do you know how long a mushroom got to be in order to break through a casket? Down yeah, now he's back stepping. Oh, man, that's stepping. What if it so was now a I got a long big, Now I got a long one that if goes was, up okay. under six feet. Six feet, it goes all through the way through the dirt, all the way up there, right. now it's a mushroom. Oh, well, that's more like it. Thank you. I like that one. Yeah, I'll do the mushroom. You know what? I'm so um, Kente. Kente, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Tomorrow, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a story about a rhinoceros named Freddy. Freddy, why don't you leave the bitch shit at the house? Why don't you leave the bitch part off? Freddy. I didn't say what, what, what's wrong with just Big Freddy? Big Freddy. Because, the, because he's, his name is Freddy. He's a little baby right now. He's trying to say it's he not cheap, King, King Freddy. Right, right. Hey, Jay, you remember that night you took me to your mom's them they was having a party at the house and they asked you to leave me the fuck alone? Leave Fred alone. He can have a drink if he want to. Leave him alone. Do you remember all the girls in the back of the limousine used to get out and say, why do you leave? Why don't you stop fucking talking to him like that? One of these days, I'm going to fucking get me an AK-47 and a Learjet, and I'm going to find your ass. I'm going to run it through the goddamn, uh, where is he in it for? Um, Fred. Monday through Friday, he's at the chamber. Shut up, stupid. You're going to lose your job, nigga. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Ask me, ask me if I'm scared. Well, number one, they're not going to let me on the airplane with an AK-47, and I don't think I'm going to be able to navigate all the way there. But 
I mean, that's just my thought. Can I have a thought? You know where Sunrise is? Sunrise Mall, I'll come down low. I'll circle that Did you call yourself? Did you call yourself a thought? No. He asked, can he have a thought? Um, um, You know, his own idea. Oh, okay, man. okay. I thought I thought he called himself a thought. I'm done. I'm done. Man. I ain't gonna say shit. Else. <laughs> See now you're gonna disengage, Lavish. You hear the motherfuckers in the background giggling? I know the show the ratings went up since I've been on board and I want my fucking check. I don't give a fuck if it's twenty five dollars. <laughs> I mean something. Ratings or no ratings, we're glad that you're with us. <laughs> I know, shit. Uh, first of all, Fred, let me today. let me tell you what you've done to the ratings. Oh, wow. Hey, you mushroom. You mushroom these ratings. Because he can see who's look who's on Facebook looking. He's counting those motherfuckers, and when that eye says seven, no, it's been saying twenty-three. So he says the ratings went up. At first, the motherfuckers was seven, seventeen. Since I've been on the show, shit, that motherfuckers went up to twenty-seven, thirty. He should have seen them on Periscope. Uh Oh, sorry, I'm painting something. You should have seen them on Periscope. That's what. Um, if he were counting to be counting, he couldn't even read all the comments. There'd be so many of us. (laughs) Shut up! I'm talking. I'm reading these people's comments. Shut up! Well, won't you have the motherfuckers call in like us? Did they pay their phone bill? No, I didn't. I didn't have your ass called in. You did that on your own. You invited me to the show, and I took it a point. I took it upon I myself. You, that you I meant. told you to listen to the show, motherfucker. You, you just like I'm right now, You just come in and bulldoze shit. Don't let, your, uh, don't let what's his name Uh-oh. say that, because he got it bad. Keep bringing these stupid motherfuckers to the show. And that would be, yeah, colors with the bad back. They keep bringing these fat motherfuckers and these ignorant motherfuckers to the show, and they don't know how the show go. Yeah. He called us raccoons and possums today. (laughs) Raccoons and possums and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Silverback bitches. (laughs) They was raising him so much this morning, boy. Mary, every time Mary would say something, he would overtalk her. I couldn't, all I would hear is a, just a little, little. <laughs> they wouldn't let her get her shit off, and he knew she had some shit on him. Yeah, she'd have turned the tables on him for us. Hey, uh, yeah, she did, didn't she? That was a trip. She finally caught on. <laughs> uh, you talking about Mary? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she finally she finally caught on and said, "Let me let me flip this shit on him." <laughs> I got it. He's doing a great job. I'm inspired. And the motherfucker, and he couldn't mute it because Jay was watching, right? Right. <laughs> he just started talking loud over here. That nigga yeah. got a volume on his mic. She just turned his table. <laughs> knowing, knowing they, hey, knowing they had a crush on each other, a puppy love. 
<laughs> it wasn't grown. <laughs> it was a puppy love. He thought he did. <laughs> it was something. It's something. It is something. And you yeah, missed that right. part, King Fred. That's before you rejoined um, uh, in the morning. Yeah, oh, okay. this was last year. This really, there was, but you, I can't say too much, but I, I'm just going to say. <laughs> they put all your laundry out there. They aired all your shit the other day. <laughs> oh, God, wait. wait no, no, no. Man, it's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like, what the Don't worry. You can't say Don't too worry. much because you have a show, problem you'll see that what about articulating, pointing? I said that's why you can't say too much because you got a problem articulating. <laughs> Thank you. I just yeah. want to make sure I heard the insult fully. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you'll so see that you show again, King that? Fred. That show pops up. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I did it. I did it. I know uh, Link from the Mod Squad and the Black Movement. But what's his name wasn't really interested in it anyway, the Million Man marched. Because it was some brothers from Oakland, Vallejo, Texas. Everybody was there except me because I had to open up the business. But mm-hmm. they get niggas back and forth to their back to their houses and shit like that. But Anyway, it was a beautiful thing. It was it was absolutely beautiful. Now, where 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 we lost our uh, what is called our momentum is you had naysayers and ignorant assholes like uh, Reese. To where it's, I mean, it was that was a movement. That was a monumental movement. But see, when Jay is talking about reparations and uh, moving this thing forward, he still comes in there with some bullshit. Y'all don't understand that part. You think you're going to get everybody on board? Well, you know, that's how come we've never been successful anyway. We could sit around the table all day, but are we arguing? Are we getting anywhere? Right. That's where laughing you know, um, do you want to right, be right or do, right. do you want to right. win? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they uh, we changed subjects. We changed subjects, and uh, the show was ended. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna say something, say something, either. I'm gonna fucking mute you. Roll your fucking window up. <laughs> that might have been scissors. I'm not sure. Oh, that was you? That wasn't, that wasn't you? Okay, uh, so I said hi to Ben, so don't fight me. What happened? We heard a no, window roll just, down. Uh, that was yeah, I was, just, I, was, I was just, I was, I was uh, reenacting some things. <laughs> Let's get uh, Potter's okay. opinion on something. Hey, Potter! Potter? <laughs> Potter gone, man. <laughs> He's he there up and sitting there and he go. <laughs> so, uh, I know that there was more He ain't been saying too much. Did y'all run well, so oh, he's here? Yeah, they ran him off. Scissors ran him off. But there were more than 830,000 participants. Um, everyone weren't present. 
But I know for a fact um, many men who weren't there did um, support and um, listened to, joined up, had like, um, how you say, not not like a party or something, but a watch party, if you will, um, oh, for yeah. the Million Man March. Yeah, it was the, oh, it was yeah. the million were there. It just all all million, all the million wasn't at the location on site, if you will. So, you know, I kind of beg to differ because I counted a million. Well, it was more than I've ever seen. I was glad to see it. I'm always glad to see when men can come together. And in that coming together, there was there was the unity. There was no. You know, all the naysayers that said it was going to be this, that said it was going to be that, it was none of that. So I feel um, a lot of good things come from it. Maybe not everything um, collectively, oh, we're, but individually. We're, we're still talking oh, about we're, it. And life we're is, real powerful. It's almost three decades. We're real, we're real, real powerful. And the J-King Network is real powerful. If we, we got to fucking for one another and support each other financially and there shouldn't be any shame in there. If you hungry motherfucker, say it. If you're rent, don't wait until the motherfucker three months behind. Don't wait until your car gone. See, this is real life, real struggles. You know, they try to act like he's hip and he knows what's going on. Half these motherfuckers is too shame to say what's really going on in their lives. And I, and some some compassion. Scare somebody gonna sniggle, or you gonna get a, a smart ass, uh, uh, fat ass shit out of Reef. Hell, you know, shit. Nobody should be going hungry. Nobody should be fucking lights turned off. Nobody should. And you know, oh well, you should have been responsible, motherfucker. You don't know what these niggas have been through. I know what I've been through. I'm just blessed. And then that motherfucker says he makes this uh, comment. Um, when uh, Yusuf is talking, he says um, it wasn't an entitlement. He says that you you talk, um, not entitlement. What the fuck that word he used? Was it arrogant? Arrogance, yes. You should say everything that you want to say, and you should walk tall in your uh, beliefs of Allah or whatever you feel. Do it. No man can ever say that it's a bunch of malarkey because what we've been taught and what we see is a bunch of fucking malarkey. And you're right. Now you can speak out. Now you have the Internet. You have the phones. You you, you have a voice in this shit. Years ago when niggas were slaves and uh, plantation and getting off the road when – Crackers was when they see lights coming down the road. Black folks used to have to get off the road. Oh, you better not say that. Get to the end of the line when the cracker come up to the fucking uh, your mom and daddy in there getting some ice cream. They got to step back away from the counter and let uh, Miss Laura in or Miss Becky in. And then you got that motherfucker that told me on this show. He says, um, well, how many dogs bit you, Fred? You son of a bitch. How many double men? I mean, how many, uh, you, you, you've seen the black folks getting their ass whooped with a billy stick and a German shepherd. Motherfucker, I'm from the crest. I didn't see them bring the goddamn riot dogs to the crest. When you dumb motherfucker, I don't know where you been. I've been bust. Oh, it wasn't that bad. You kissed my ass. 
Well, I'm glad there's space here. But you're window shopping for a fucking truck at 60. I've never been to a fucking car lot and rode past the motherfucker and said, I want it back. Maybe let's go in here and find out how much is it going to be and how much gas is going to get. Or go to the store. Oh, I'm going to put this on layaway. Listen to these motherfuckers' conversations, okay? And you listen at mine. The nigga that's 61. No, yeah, I'm 61. Mm-hmm. They can't read or write, and it's supposed to be the stupidest motherfucker. But you, you find these motherfuckers still wishing on a, on a star in the credit world and trying to be uh, articulately correct. I don't know who the fuck he's trying to impress. I understand everything that comes out of your mouth, with or without the big words. Now, I might not have been in the circle that used uh, proper grammar and all this shit, but you understand what the fuck I'm saying. Now, you can piss me off, and then I become enraged and want to beat your ass or run a car uh, uh, through your house. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, please don't get that enraged. Another thing is going to happen. Now, when Trump, when they was going to have this all-out war a couple, uh, four or five years ago, when the motherfuckers, we didn't have no ammunition, them good old boys was buying ammunition, you better go get you some, Okay. You better go get you some because it could be an all-out war. And I've heard that several times because these white motherfuckers here in Texas ain't going for it. They ain't going for it in California, Napa. They ain't going for it, y'all, okay? Now, if they don't let this man get on that goddamn ballot, (laughs) he didn't did everything else, called all kind of whores and this, that, and the other, and blacks and uh, Mexicans did, so he, he, they love this motherfucker, okay? <laughs> now they're looking at you all stupid, rolling their eyes at you. When the motherfucking Obama gave you goddamn health care, you go into a fucking hospital, which most motherfuckers been told not to go anyway, you go in there and you sit in there with these white people, and they're looking at you like, that motherfucker is getting some care, and they called him first. That was a bitch, man, when they opened up Obamacare for folks, and they had to go in there and deal with motherfuckers from whatever walk of life. So there's all kinds of fucking challenges, guys. And then you say, well, why why you don't move from the hood? Well, why you don't move from the country? Because motherfuckers are scared, afraid, right now, today, do not want to uh, having any interactions or afraid of the church, uh, what is it, the tragedy that white folks have done to black folks. Well, I might not say that, boss. Well, I wouldn't say that if I was you. Motherfucker snatched a ladder out of Valerie's hands in Mississippi. She working for North Grumman Shipping Systems a contractor for the government. White boys uh, in there running things, doing what they want to do. She come in there, there's a aluminum ladder that she uses every day. White boy grabs her ladder just like <laughs> it's the thing to do. She said, hold up, buddy, that's my ladder. And then he, he said something stupid to her, and she called him a motherfucker. Well, fuck you, motherfucker. The white folk, I mean, the black folks turned on her. You don't talk to Joe Boy like that. You hear me? 
went to buy mm-hmm. some gas for some fucking co-workers in Mississippi. Uh, what was it? No, not some gas. She was buying gas for her own personal vehicle, but she was buying some ice for the for the guys because the, um, one of the trades, I mean, come on now, we, we, we got five tradesmen in there. We got refrigeration, we got electricians, we got everybody, but the motherfuckers won't fix the ice machine. So Val takes it upon herself to go get some ice. So while she was getting the ice, the, you know, the little wrapper on the top, it popped off, and ice went everywhere. And she said, fuck. You would have thought that this motherfucker had said, you white hunky cracker jackass motherfuckers can kiss my ass. Do you know the 12 police came there and made her apologize and still didn't get her gas? I was in California. No. I was burying my mom. My mama. My mama was sick, but they called me and they told me I got on the next thing smoking. I got back there, and I had a meeting that same fucking night or the morning, the next morning. You, if I catch your ass down there at the goddamn gas station where they had my wife yesterday while she was down there getting the goddamn ice, you're fired. You fucking fired. You don't go down there. Nobody from this goddamn casino go down there. And get the goddamn me ice machine fixed. This is bullshit. You're in here working on you. You're a tradesman. You're an air conditioner guy. Fix the motherfucker. And that leaky ass toilet over there in my trailer. You stupid bitch. Well, three months later, they told me, you'll never work again in Mississippi. So I've been running. I don't shut the fuck up. I imagine. And let's not make this a race thing. It's a, it, it, we don't want to make it about Fred and a race thing. No, motherfucker, I'm going to tell you what I see. Well, you got the right to speak about your experiences. That's for certain. Don't you, you I know. would think so on the King Day, yeah. Day show. Yeah. So. Yusuf Kinte. What up, man? Elaborate. What up, man? What up? I'm 100% with you, man. I'm 100% pro-black, bro. I buy shit just to be buying it in these little stores and shit like that. But I'm into, uh, I'm, I'm very conscious of we need to spend black. I'm very oh, conscious yeah. when Jay said, when Jay said, uh, well, hell, I want to go in there, but the motherfucker out there smoking weed. And and I can't get past the, the weed smell to get in there and the nigga out there drinking old lingering. Uh, I'm going in there because I'm used to it. I've been in the common stores. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I'll buy some weed on the way out the bitch, and I'll buy you a beer because you're not affecting me. I'm good with you. You know. <laughs> buy you a beer? I'll buy them a beer. I'll buy a motherfucker a six-pack and sit it out there. Just don't 50 cent me. Just every time you're going in there, so 50 cent, hey, Carl, you got 50 cent, they got no. No, motherfucker, this going to be this one last 12-pack. Here, bam. Nigga, you got some weed and keep it pushing. With all that old lovey-dovey. You know, I'm not afraid of black men. I'm not afraid of them at all, man. I'm not. I'm not afraid of my own. The one, the motherfucker that I'm afraid of is the lily lily white motherfucker next door that has a methamphetamine lab. (laughs) Yep. That's buried up under his house. And that wears a badge every fucking day, okay? That's yeah. the motherfucker that I'm afraid of. When I see a police car in my neighborhood parked in the driveway, 
I don't fuck with that. I, oh, oh, I, I actually stay next door to a policeman. Mm-hmm. Watch your ass. Not, yeah. not, not because you're doing something wrong. Because he got some all kinds. He works for the bullshit. And man, look, I'm, my my sisters. Are, I got two sisters that are married to fucking cops. When they come home, man, they don't not come home the same as they left. They have to come yeah. home and de 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 uh, escalate themselves before they even come sit on the couch. Or either that motherfucker yeah. come in there with that police shit, bro. Serious. Looking at you all stupid and shit, with his eyes all bucked with these guns and badges and shit. You all right, yeah. dog? And that's the truth, man. The nigga got into it with my sister and handcuffed the bitch, okay? Yeah. He's the bitch, not her. Yeah. He handcuffed her, and uh, we have to call the police on this motherfucker. Nigga, you ain't, I don't know. That's your wife, stupid. You can't handcuff her. <laughs> yes, you can. They don't care. <laughs> they crazy, man. I had one. Uh, I was. I wanted some information from a uh, public servant one day. I was traveling. I ran over this motherfucker in Macomb, Mississippi. I said, "Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me how to get to such and such and so street?" That motherfucker told me, "Get your ass in your fucking car. I'll be over there in a minute." Oh, what did I do? Some told me, uh, you've been drinking? Yeah, I'm not driving, motherfucker. I didn't say that. I said, no, sir. I put my seatbelt on and sat there like a little bitch. That motherfucker was supposed to take me to jail. I asked him uh, for an address. Actually, people called your report because he's my neighbor, though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But like oh, you yeah. say, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, they get it at home from their wives. Then they get called punks and bullies and faggots all day at work. And just always going back and forth to court. Man, some days, man, the motherfucker ain't thinking. And, you know, you run across your ass and... You know, it's bad. <laughs> you see what happened with the lady. Let me see. What she do? Went into his apartment and shot him, and she was the cop, right? She lived up under it. See, it was something to that, too. Y'all remember that? You know what? Forgive me, King Fred. I'm not certain. Remember the lady that opened the mm-hmm. wrong door? She was going to her apartment. But she was on the floor down below. Right. And when she went in, she shot the brother. He in his motherfucking house. Oh, I don't know his about mama should have got some money. His daddy should have got some money. His cousins. We should even got some money. But that that lie. It was something to that. Hmm. I'm still fucking up man. that cabbage and spinach I made yesterday, man. Yeah, you ought to that be good. Down, motherfucker. Your, your insides ought to be real good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you they do work. Have, you shouldn't even have to push. You ought to just sit there and that should just sit over there and right through you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, kept, I got garlic cloves. I didn't cut them. 
You put mm-hmm. the whole clove in? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, so just thank you like the goddamn... Uh, He's thinking like the goddamn uh, Buddha head. I'm going to put him all around smelling like garlic, garlic motherfucking nigga. Yeah. Do you know how many people I done interacted with that smell? I mean, I'm talking about beyond smell. They reek of garlic because they're trying to eat, you know, the garlic because of the health benefits. Right. So going back to our earlier topic, like, some people can't stand the smell of garlic. So, yeah, they might not like that and want that person removed. But I'm saying, look, I got somewhere I got to go. <laughs> That's why I'm on the plane, and I'm on the plane at this hour. <laughs> so I just prepare myself for cigarette smell, um, uh, you know, garlic smell, you know, lack of, you know, what they say, your right guard took a left turn smell. <laughs> you know, I just, I just prepared myself. <laughs> Yes, your right guard took a left you know. turn. Mm-hmm. Somebody <laughs> told your secret smell. Um, so basically, um, so that I could just keep going because a coffee, excessive, <laughs> excessive coffee, y- your breath hot from from coffee breath, <laughs> medication breath, <laughs> all kinds. Of Man, things. I did I'm not, not know I'm they, not had, they had showers. Judgmental. I didn't know they had showers in the fucking airport. Well, apparently, um, this is common knowledge, um, and there's no, that. it's a, it's a, it's a white man's secret. I've taken my shower before I get to the secret. airport. It's I, a secret. It's a secret, and motherfuckers okay. won't tell you if you got a oh. layover, if you buy your ticket, and when you buy your ticket, they will, for $35, you can go back there, eat, drink for free, and take a shower. No bullshit. Go where? Oh. They got a shower in the airport? Yeah, man, they got a hidden wall. Like when you walk into the airport and you get to where you're going to see the American Airlines, mm-hmm. they got a hidden wall. It, it looks like a glass wall, but you'll see people go in and out of it. Back in the back of there, it's a fucking, you can go back there, smoke, take a shower, watch big screen TV, and where? get some live, in, what part live of the entertainment. Airport? At the what, airport. What part? The, yeah, all of them, LAX. Uh, Austin, Denver, all of them. They have a, um, it's called, uh, fuck, the Delta Club or the um, American Air, uh, American Airlines Plus Club. Mm-hmm. 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 And all the major airlines have them. And you'll see white folks, man. They'll be, they'll be walking, and then you'll see them over there, and they'll disappear into this fucking walk. And if you ever ask, I follow they ask. Man, you go back there, man, this motherfucker, you, it goes all the way outside, and they're out there smoking. Then they got, uh, you can go around and get all your drinks, uh, uh, liquor drinks. Free. They got you a bar back somebody? there. They got you a place to eat for free. Out? Huh? You you follow somebody, and that's how you found out? No, man, I've been just sitting there, you know, for years. And the Delta Club... But you got a five-hour layover, and you just sit there. You, you know, you sit there. You watch this people watch, and you'll see these motherfuckers. Where are they going? And then they come out dressed. Mm-hmm. It's for frequent flyers that spend a lot of cash, man. And if you got American Express, they automatically tell you about it, and they don't oh, charge okay. you. But right. you sit there and spend thirty-five dollars on donuts and coffee. You might as well pay to go back there and take your shower, fuck off. Smoke your cigarette, yep. go out on the back, smoke your joint, 
Because it's, it's supposed to be for the elite. Right. You know. But, yeah, they got places to take a shower. I mean, it's, it's like a motel back there, bro. Yeah. Fine dining, too. Not no nasty-ass food. It's fresh, cooked. They got a chef back there. You want an omelet? Uh, you want a margarita with a shot of fucking crown? Get it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I never saw that part. Never. Very convenient when you got a long layover, like four hours, three hours, four hours, and shit like that, or even your flight gets canceled. When you go to Denver, when you leave here uh, during the winter, they take you to Denver, Colorado. And when you go up there, they have to de-ice the plane and all that old other bullshit, so you can sit around there in that jury motherfucker all night. Man, go ahead and tell them, okay, when you buy your ticket, okay, I want the, uh, what do you call it? The Delta Sky Club, $35. At first it was 150 At first you couldn't get back to but now they opened it up to the public. So it's not a first class thing. It's just a, um, it's open to just. Google um, it. Google it. Google it. Yes. I will. I will. I just was listening and learning. I didn't. I didn't Google it. I just Google was like, "Oh, you can be more informative now." Yes, thank you. Or I'm going to tell Lavers that you're not participating in the show, such as I thought. So if you can Google this and read it to, to us, uh, myself and uh, Kinte, Kunte, Kunte, Kinte, huh? not Kunte, <laughs> but Ali, Ali, <laughs> not Ali. <laughs> that, that's you oh, can't say that's him. Man, every day, all the brothers that pass by me, I give them the, the fist, the fist up in the air, and they big trucks and shit. Pop up, I give them the black power sign. What up? What up? You know, they know where I'm coming from. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Them signs, man. The signs. The white people want to know how come y'all hand bumping it, doing this and shit. We 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 from the same air. We know what's up. Now they want to hang. It changes all the time. Huh? And it be changing all the time. Exactly. Like this old brother in the office today. She an Indian, but she married to a a white man. And she comes with her thoughts. And she she doesn't watch television. So how does she know what I'm talking about? When I'm talking, what I'm talking about the young black women that are educators, and we'd be laughing. And so when the black lady left today, she says, um, "You know, you're gonna run across the room with somebody, and they're gonna they're gonna pop you in your mouth, and they're gonna do something." And I said, "Number one, me and that woman was talking, and I wasn't talking to you, and I prefer that you mind your own business because, oh, what side of the bed you get out of, Fred?" I said, "No, you know, I'm just tired of your." If I don't say the, the right thing that you want me to say, and half the time I know for a fact you don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. You're 80. You do not know what me and these young girls are talking about, but you think I'm flirting with them. But these are like my nieces. We come from a different culture all together, ma'am. So stop reading into it like I'm trying to fuck one of these girls uh, like my little niece or my daughter, asshole. Uh, you knock it off with me. You knock it off with me. I said, what? I said, no, you need to turn your ass around 
and mind your own business and stop confronting me. So she went up in the office and told uh, administration. But I done told them, I'm not taking no shit off this bitch this year. Motherfucker, she go home and she bent down with that white man and they have these pre-misconceptions of black people. First, foremost, I know what you think of me and my community, okay? And the administrator is black. And you tell me to my face every other day, she's smart as all I do her, but she don't know how to run this. Now, you keep fucking with me. I'm going to tell that lady what you didn't say. You undermining bitch hiding the paper from the teachers and shit. We don't have any paper. What y'all doing with all this paper? Bitch, it ain't none of your motherfucking business. Give them their tools. Yo, tired to the motherfucker when I got on today. From I wanted to tell that bitch, man, look here, let me tell you one motherfucking thing. I done heard all the little fucked up remarks that you be saying about that one going to jail, that one's going to kill somebody and shit like that. Bitch, stay your ass in Harker Heights and don't come back over here. That motherfucker, did she know that she could lose her job if I was to tell anybody what her preconception of black folks is and what she has said? You go in there and you tell somebody that. You go in there, it was the song, uh, this this girl, you know, because they're young. And, and uh, I said, where was you at? He said, I went to the Drake concert. I didn't think about this place, Fred. So we giggled, we laughed. She said, my mama would have a whole lot of fun with you. So when she came in the break room, we were just joking and teasing around and, um, one of them, I say, nope, nope, you ain't going to get me caught up in the Me Too movement. And then I say, and uh, she said, oh, Fred, I'm trying to lose some of this weight. I say, well, um, what was that song? Um, you got to be too something if you want to do something. That's the only thing that she heard, this lady. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be. Bitch, mind your business. We roll like that. See, we talking and joking and Making little sly shit. This is the staff room. Well, you're not going to talk like that in here. Bitch, do it say staff room, two refrigerators, and a Coke machine. Well, you're going to have to get up out of here. I said, I ain't going nowhere. I'm tired of your ass. You you, 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 you done ran everybody up out of here. And she walked her ass off to go tell. I don't give a fuck because if they fuck with me, I'm I'm going all the way down to the district office and make a sign. I'm going to have you uh a name to fax me a goddamn written statement, and I'm going to give it to them bitches, and then we're going to figure out who the boss is around this motherfucker. Old-ass bitch. Motherfucker playing on her age. Everybody, yes, Miss Pat. Yes, Miss Laura. Yes, Miss Pat. But she telling motherfuckers they can't use the microwave to pop popcorn in. You can't use this kind of coffee. Hold up, bitch. We work here. This ain't your fucking room. They say, well, Fred, ain't you on your way home? I said, no, I ain't going home today. I'm going to stay here. But now I got to go home and listen to Jay King talk about uh, 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 motherfucking little dicks and shit. Well, thank you for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for advocating. And, um, yes, your coworker, colleague, would have to talk with someone if it were understood um, that um, she harbored certain types of bias towards others, there would definitely be some training involved. I'm certain Texas is not above that, though, yes, free speech is available, but it's uh, but under your profession, um, n- not at the workplace, not at that level. 
I also look at the information that you asked for. Would you like for me to read it? Yes, please. Wonderful. So the question, now this, one, this particular piece is a little bit older. Um, it says, is it possible to take a shower at the airport? Um, at, in 2016, it said not all airports have shower facilities, but um, they thought all major airports do. Some are available to anyone, and some are only available in the lounges. Now, this came from TravelPulse.com, but this is back in 2016. So moving on up to 2022, it says, is there a place to shower at San Francisco Airport, um, which is one of the airports that I, I pretty much use. So it says here, um, San Francisco Airport code SFO has four terminals, terminals one, two, and three, and the international terminal. The terminals are connected on the land side by walkways um, and an air train. And the airport uh, features the local food outlets, Wi-Fi, and showers um, in the international terminal. So if I were at SFO, which, like I said, this is where I've, I've been at most times. Um, I've been in Oakland, too. But anyway, um, I'd have to go to the international terminal if I, I guess, wish to um, partake in it and have a shower if I needed a shower. Now, um, it says here, uh, and excuse me, that was uh, sleeping in sleeping in airports.net brought that about the shower at SFO. Now, moving down a little bit further, here's something that just popped up three days ago. Um, apparently, there's sleeping pods at the airport now. Of course, you know, I haven't done any travel even remotely recent before the pandemic. Well, that's not true. I, I did travel, in, but I drove in 2019. But anyway, let me get stick to what I'm saying here. Okay, how much is a sleeping pod at the airport? Now, this is in, on average. This comes to lovethemaldives.com, but they said they got sleeping pods um, from 10 to 15 U.S. dollars per hour um, at the airport, and that's what, that's what it said there. However, I went back to um, SFO, San Francisco um, International, and um, it says important information. Private nap room charge is $40 for the first hour and $10 for each additional 15-minute increment. After the second hour, each 15-minute increment is charged at $8. There is a deluxe shower package for 30, minute, for 30 minutes in the shower, also available for $25. And that came in from loungebuddy.com. So you can also, at the at SFO, get a, uh, get a nap in um, and a private nap room. Now, I was going to bring this. this. Let's do this. Let's do Delta Sky Lounge. All right. All right. So we got the Delta Sky Club right. popping up. And yeah. they got the Delta Lounge. So let's let's take let's take a peek here. All right, let's look at look at both if you're in agreement. Can anyone get into Delta Sky Club? Delta has no shortage of passengers charming for its lounges. While some airlines let you buy an annual pass at any level, Delta reserved annual Sky Club membership to just medallion status border, uh, holders, meaning you must hold silver, gold, platinum, or diamond status 
to be eligible to purchase the pass. This popped up four days ago on simpleflying.com. Six ways to access the Delta Sky Club simple, simple on Simple Flying. So, me, so you're more than likely um, a member, and, oh, okay. um, and, and, and so you have the medallion status, okay, looks like. Now, I don't know. Maybe you can bring a guest. I don't know because I, I haven't looked at you know, the time. Well, me and my wife go in there. Well, yeah, but and you I and think... sister would both be members together um, because you. I think you we know, just you... looked apart because I didn't get a motherfucker no $2,000. Now, that's just bullshit. I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. I know I didn't. I guess I'd be okay. walking fast and smelling good because I'd be in that motherfucker. Okay, okay. I'm, um, I'm glad that, uh, okay. So now, can I pay for access to Delta Lounge? Yes. There are two paid membership tiers, individual and executive. You can purchase a membership for the following prices. An individual um, membership is 695 or 69,500 miles, sky miles, Delta miles. Or you can go in as an executive at, for 11495 at membership or 149,500 Delta miles that came in um, from CNBC. I don't know exactly when that came in, but now let me look down here. No, 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 wait. Okay. Mm -hmm. What are the perks of, because they have liquor back there that's free. They have towels that are free and big screen TVs that are free. And a smoking exit outside. You can go outside in Dallas, Fort Worth, and in I don't know where else we go there. All right. Well, what it says here, what, are the, what is the point of the Delta Sky Club? With more than 50 locations, the club offers complimentary cocktails, as you said, fresh and healthy food options. Um, this could benefit all of us. Free high-speed Wi-Fi and more. Um, learn about upcoming um, changes to your Sky Miles program. So they're talking about the medallion, medallion status, Delta Sky Club access, um, and there's more on that at uh, Delta.com. Now, let's see. Now, how can you get in without membership? <laughs> how to get into Delta Sky Club without membership? The easiest way to access Sky Club is by signing up for Delta Sky Miles American Express cards. Because I was gonna say, I was thinking this. I bet you American Express got a got a partnership have, has a, um, a partnership with him. So and it seems like they do. The carrier offers two cards for now that includes access to the Sky Club, Sky Miles Platinum, and Sky Miles Reserve, and their business equivalents that popped up four days ago. Also on simpleflying.com. So, um, but I'm not asking you any direct questions here, so you don't, have, don't answer anything, King Fred. I'm just saying perhaps, perhaps you know, there's, there's multiple assumptions here. Perhaps there's assumptions that you pay for, you know, either no, one of those tiered memberships. I think it was the one for um, for both of us. For, um, I think it was only a hundred something, a hundred. And then when I went to go in there, they always um, say my oh your card's not working, Mr. Cousin. Let's go ahead. Did you hear that part? <laughs> well, that's that's someone. Yes, that's someone being um, offering you um, a generous courtesy. Oh, just go ahead. Mm-hmm. Just when you get home, bless them. Oh, just yeah. 
That's a that's a. You say that's you a, got the card, and when you try and use it, they always try and say your card not working or something. Yeah, um. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's like two major. Well, one it worked, and then um, it didn't work. So I asked the lady at the front desk when I checked in to get on the flight. She said, "Oh, it'll work when you get upstairs." And then the next time, I think uh, we were at American Airlines, and we weren't members. And I just gave her $35 downstairs, and, and it was already, when I got up there, to sit there for a while, I just went in there. They mm-hmm. didn't ask me for shit, but you got to get into them, because it looks like right. a, a glass wall, and you won't even know that it's, a, it's some shit back there. Uh-huh. And it got a little keypad over there, and you just hit that keypad, the whole motherfucking wall go to move it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, something something to be said, five days ago on FoxAtlanta.com, it says here that Delta um, plans to um, restrict uh, access to the Sky Club. And here's what it says. Here's a snippet of what it says. Um, what card do you need to go into the uh, Sky Delta Lounge for free? But what it says here, honestly, it says changes to the Delta Sky Club access um, Sky Miles program. Those holding the platinum card will be allowed six visits per year. So for that amount of money for the membership, you're allotted six visits per year. While the Delta Reserve card, they get ten annual visits. So check that out. It's not even like they're going to give you full access as much as you fly. Um, Sounds like they're restricting that now, and this popped up five days ago on Fox Atlanta. So it might not be like like um it may be more common knowledge now. I don't I don't know. I'm not certain. I don't well, I guess if they're gonna restrict it, the cost of keeping it open, I guess they're factoring in how how many people they want to have access to it at a given day, I guess. Um right. but I didn't know about I didn't I wasn't aware. I mean, you know, I I'll be the first one to tell you if I don't if I'm not aware of something because I love learning. So I can't learn anything if I if I tell you I, I know everything. So I don't want to restrict myself. So yeah, yeah. I didn't know about so that. Did, I didn't know did about you the pod. Did you sit here? Hmm. You did uh contain here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right. So yeah, man, that's something that uh. If you, no, not right. Well, I'm gonna have just a little piece. Yeah, that's something that man that 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 you always check into if you ever find because. When you be sitting up there at the airport land in them hard ass tents, I'm like, damn. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And it says that tipping is not required either. It's building your membership. Right. Do you ever use uh, Amtrak? I use it Um, before sometimes, you know, not regular. Right. I find that Sacramento corridor. That will run you all the way down to the Bay Area, man. You'll get off right. in Tucson or Martinez, and there's a BART train mm-hmm. at that station. And once yeah. you integrate into that system, the BART system, that right. can get you into AC Transit, any city, major city, any city in the in the northern corridor, all the way mm-hmm. up to, uh, I think, once once you get to where? Fresno? Fresno? Well, I don't know if Bart goes Amtrak. Uh, okay. Yes. Amtrak is the whole San Joaquin. Uh, 
No, yes, he said they merge together. Yeah, right, they merge together. Once you get on Amtrak, they use the same track. Amtrak and Am uh, up there, they use the same track. So if you get off that train and stand there for a minute, a BART train or either Amtrak train gonna get you. Um, I'm going to say Amtrak for now. However, they're trying okay. to do some kind of bullet train that's going to be – they want to go to Los Angeles even. I don't know how, how that's been progressing since the pandemic, but um, but hang on a second. Let me look at Bart. You don't believe in that he said – he just said you can get off Bart. I mean, Amtrak can take Bart to the Fresno, right? You know, good well, I'm not – you know, good yeah. well, I'm not – the, um, the, um, Downing. Yeah, you don't listen but well. I did listen. I said, let me look. Just like I heard about the the Sky Lounge, I, I'm now I'm in that mode. I'm looking it up. Wow, how long is it going to so take? So right now it says bar service currently extends as far as Millbrae because I know um, there's the, they were trying to get to the South Bay as well. But, you know, I, I've been over here now, so I'm not familiar with how far they, they've made it. That's why I'm looking it up. Um, it's not about doubting anything. Um, so bar service currently extend, extends as far as Millbrae, Richmond, Antioch, Dublin, Pleasanton, and Berryessa, Slash North San Jose. BART operates in five counties San Francisco, San Mateo, Alameda, Contra Costa, and Santa Clara. Because I know um, Amtrak could take me over. And yes, I can go to the East Bay, but I know I can go to Santa Clara. But I know they were trying to get up north um, towards San Francisco, but I just didn't know how, how that was going. So that's how I was looking that up. So apparently you can get up there now. With 131 miles of track and 50 stations. That comes from BART.gov. Well, that's so good Bart because go driving Fresno. in the Bay Area is, har- is horrible. I'm sorry. Would you repeat that, please? So BART don't go to Fresno. Uh, not yet, but they uh, you can connect from Amtrak. To BART. To, mm-hmm. and, Amtrak and will get you over, like you said, to the corridor. And then and then Bart will pick you Bart will pick you up and and then get you to the next um, hub which has other offerings. Just like it, um, Bart Bart will get you to Amtrak to come to Sacramento. That's correct. From the Bay. But it also gets you to Santa Clara. It'll take you right over there right. to um, Great America. Yeah, it'll, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll take you anywhere, man. And like, probably take you to the yeah. game. Take you where? To the game? To the Coliseum. The new well, I know, I know the other, I know the other train, Caltrain, will will bring you up to the San Francisco to the game. Bart will too. Bart will drop you off. Bart will drop you off at the um, at the at the uh, Candlestick Park, and Amtrak will take you back and forth right there. Yeah, man, right there. You you'll be in the park. At but it take you it take you to Levi Stadium. Yeah. 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 Okay, well that's nice because when I used to drive, um, when it was you know back, well that's how I know it. I know it as Candlestick. I know it's changed mm-hmm. names, but what I'm saying is, um, it didn't change names. You know, it changed a whole different venue. Right. Candlestick okay. is still Candlestick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
Candlesticks in San Francisco, Santa Clara is where Levi Stadium is at. Yeah, I'm talking about um, Candlestick Park. They yeah. changed its name, Sophie, whatever. It's changed a few times. But what I'm saying about going to San Francisco, to the San Francisco games, it was difficult driving. That's all I was trying to say about that. Yeah. Like going to the Oakland uh-huh. A's game, um, it was heavy driving. <laughs> yes, I, I, I do know how to drive. A stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> one moment, please. <laughs> one moment. I'm going to tell you what else I know how to drive. Just one oh, second. you got a mute button? <laughs> you you shouldn't mute worry yourself. Button. You shouldn't worry yourself, 916. <laughs> oh, I don't worry myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Drive you should back. save your bickering. Save your bickering for when we're offline. You know, <laughs> says the one who loves to bicker. <laughs> You're a bicker dactyl, you. But nonetheless, I, I, we're having a wonderful discussion. We're learning something. Well, at least I am about how much our rapid transit systems are are connect interconnecting and getting people to places faster. That's of interest to me. Well, you're hearing so, stuff. Your learning ability is not that great. Well, you know what? You it's good anything. enough. It's good enough for it's good enough for me. Okay? And and I suggest well, good enough for that you, you be happy yeah. for your level of learning. How about that? <laughs> it's, it's Let us good keep for each other encouraged today. Can we do that? I mean, where else would you hear it if you wouldn't hear it here? You you're like a hermit. <laughs> so what? I, and I, and I, I don't call me a hermit. This is not a, this is not a good time for you to judge that. I'm a semi hermit. Oh yeah, you're a kid. You're a, you're a hermit man, not a hermit. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I'm sometimes a you're hermit. You're a hermit. Right now, none of this you're counts. Hermit. Point there. None of this counts. You're, you're none hermit, of this counts right now. Not a hermit. All right, hermit. You keep missing Matter of fact, matter of fact, you're a Herman the monster. You, you, you know what, Plankton? You you know. You got um, both God the bless you today. God you bless you. Did. You got both <laughs> on the side of your neck. So one of the teachers. You you probably haven't had a date since 1980. Oh yeah, you told me that. <laughs> you're calling me Herman. You're calling me a man's name, not a hermit. You're calling me Herman, like Herman the monster. Deduction. <laughs> You're not a hermit. You're a hermit. You're a hermit because you're a king in the morning. You're a lady king, right? I am not. And don't be worried about my last date. Ain't nobody asking about no dates right now. That's not even a topic. You ain't dating nobody. And well, oh, ain't nobody, ain't nobody, no ain't nobody worried about all that. Why we worried about I that? Know they ain't. To be worried about. <laughs> I know ain't nobody worried about all that. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not. You ran cookie. He need help if he worried about all that. Do you understand? You make a man worry about. You know what you do? See, you don't got kids. You know what you do? You know what you You know what you do that? You gonna get out of here? You're with good that. at making a man worry about all that. And I'm tired of you. You done got King Fred in trouble, Plankton. Get out of here right now. But you got her ass up and we're told to Where is Fred in trouble? Oh, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. But it's your heart. Okay. Because our sister got the straightening comb out. Sister got the straightening comb out. 
This lady needs to leave people alone. She's not going to run me and uh, tell me what to say, when to say, how long. We are two different, we have two different lives and two different mindsets. I personally oh, have to Thank God. No, no, no. This is about something else. It's okay. All right, but it's still your fault. Okay, you're and don't even know what you're I'm not. I heard, I heard fussing, and I wanted to make sure. Oh, you missed it, though. You okay. missed you ain't got nobody to fuss with, huh? I don't, I, I'm not a fusser, so you're right. It's correct. Fussing's not my thing. But, but that's everybody got their own thing. So, so you have a you have a, a new topic, a new topic, a good topic, something that will help a, help a person live the life of trifle. You have anything like that? But I don't think you're going to do something because you're going to side hustle. Is that a no, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. You got to talk hard to you, and then, and then all of a sudden you do everything wrong. Um, no, not at all. Is that how you operate? No, not not in the least. You know that's true. I I have I have I have um human sensibilities like everyone else. And I don't need the extra. No, I do not. So, but I'm just saying I don't want you know. Um, I'm asking you. Do you have something else you'd like to talk with about? Um, yes or no? I'm talking about it. You. Something. Something that will benefit the life yeah, of another. Talking like about talk me is of no benefit to anyone. You, yeah, but, um, you got, you not got even you. Could be nosy. Always trying to be nosy, asking me questions about about things that you don't. Did, what you asking about that for? Ask me if I drink water today. If you care about me, ask me if I have water. Ask me if I had a smoothie today. Ask me did I take a morning walk. Um, ask me something like that if you want to ask me something that'll benefit me. Don't be trying to ask me about. My dating life—that's of no benefit to you to know. But so you don't have a dating life. I well, okay, look, I don't. Hey, 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 look, I don't want to touch none of that on this radio. Forget all that. You said you haven't dated anyone since '79. I didn't say that. I didn't date anyone in '79. <laughs> Oh, what That's year what was I it? Eighty. <laughs> That's the song that I played. Came out in nineteen eighty. That okay, had nothing to do with me. Okay, you haven't since eighty. No, 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 no. You don't know how to do it. I've dated. I've dated. I've been married. The dating game has changed. The dating game has changed. Well, I I give you that. I give you that. But I'm not so much interested in the dating game. I'm not so much interested. If I'm supposed to be interested, then then interest I will I will know, and I will definitely be interested. I'm not I'm not against this playing games. Leave me alone. What? Yeah, you'd be biting your nails if you had to get out of here. Leave me alone, Plankton. Why do you pick on me? You don't it's have not nice. Because you don't, don't tell like me what I have. Confidence. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell me what I have. How do you know what I have? We don't, you don't know nothing about me like that. We don't talk about those well, things. Of you don't course know. I don't know about you don't have me hold on. Let me turn the stove on. Let me turn. Now, let me turn the stove on and get my Kentucky brand straightened and comb out real quick. Somebody talking about my personal endeavors. 
I don't see what? any confidence out of you. That's why. Well, you don't have to see that. That's not something I show here. That's not necessary well, for me I don't to show see that. Any coming from you. Here, I beg your pardon. No. Are you just smacking your lips and humming? I must have some confidence. I, I, must have some confidence. I must have some confidence. If if I hang out with your bucket head all day in the morning, <laughs> I should say not all day. But anyway, like to me, that has you nothing have to do with other like, aspects of my life. You mind, you mind yours. Talking about that, <laughs> and and oh, even even like to you, that end, even to that end, I get I I tried, I did my part to get. You to get tried. That. I'm getting. I'm good. I'm sure you tried. Now all you got is a, a, a pack of batteries and to go on your remote to your and all the time. I don't even watch TV like that. <laughs> See, Why? Because you ain't got no batteries? I don't need any batteries. You don't I, as a matter of fact, batteries? I took the batteries out of my remote you because I didn't want no them to go bad. I That's how much you, I don't want you, you took them out because you can't. You got to use that to pair for something else. <laughs> no. However, if I needed to do it, I sure would. I sure would if I needed to. Uh, you can't find a pair of batteries in your house. I have a whole you little got one, kit you got one pair. You can't. I bet you, you got one pair to go around to every kind of device you got. <laughs> what you mean? That's I'm taking it out and, and moving them around. That's what you just well, said. Hey, you you do out. what you got to do. It's, it's uh, be resilient. I, I can tell. I can <laughs> tell by your conversation and your ways. That's how you do it. Well, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, one thing about it, and you do it well. You do do that well. You're outstanding. You're like the Gap Band. Okay, here we go. So, next topic, you buckethead. Oh, well, that was the topic. Of all of all the questions that you could ask me, you just seem to select a certain type of question. I, I there's so many though, there's so many questions that you could ask if you would just give yourself a chance. <laughs> many questions you can ask. Thoughtful, many thoughtful. Um, let's clarify and um, yeah, qualify. I should say, yeah, many thoughtful questions that you could ask. Yeah, but Let's all the questions I would ask you already know. You're not interested. Well, not yeah, I know. You you on here a lot today talking about what you know. Um, well, and, you just and, don't take me anywhere when I, I am this. I, I got it, but you don't know everything, Plankton. No one knows everything. <laughs> your dialogue goes nowhere. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. You want to know how common well, that is? I'm entitled to a good dialogue. Since this is talk radio, well, so I do my best. Like you have difficulty you, you at it. You need practice. You guys are lovebirds. The lovebirds. King Fred. Oh, King Fred. Don't you start. Out, I found We're out. We're not. We can't be loved. King Mary, Fred. I found out today. Mary and uh, uh, Brock, <laughs> broke back. See, had a thing going. <laughs> no, yeah, no, they, did. they didn't have a thing. They didn't have a thing going. But our sister does have him on the run because she's flipped the tables on on our um, brother Kettles. Um, no, and no, no, King Fred. Plankton and I don't have a, a um, what, what you just called no. there just some a moment ago. Stop trying to save your own ass. Go ahead and tell me, man, what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah. What it was, Ali was going by, you know, she was going through with Reese. And 
she needed to get a getaway. I think Southwest had them getaway packages. And Ali talking about, you know, you can come to San Diego and I take care of you and book your flight and work my frequent flyer shit and rewards and all that shit. We get the right place. Go to the uh, uh, blue, uh, what they call that? The, the General Electric District. The electric like district and shit over there in San Diego. And all that shit got Mary Hype and shit. Red light district. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, and then and then and then all of a sudden when Reese heard about it, you know, I, it might have turned him on, and they got back together in that kind of way. And Mary didn't give him no more action, and then Ali started talking about her and shit for some reason. I don't know where it came from. I think it came with I think it came with Hurricane Lee. Didn't Hurricane Lee? Yeah. Oh, that was recent. Yeah. Huh? Hurricane Lee. It came just out of nowhere. <laughs> All right, yeah. there, there's some, there's some, there's, there's a lot of of truth Hush, um, about what was said. Hush. Uh, Hush. It's right all here, true. but all at true. the root of it, at the root Talk of it, Cuddle says that he didn't mean any night. of that direct. Hey, and you are true what you said about her and I, because she calls after midnight to sublimely get into conversations like I'm with her today. No, first and foremost, King Fred, none of that can happen. None of that can happen. She calls me. She calls me before I go to sleep, so I can wake up talking about it. None of that's happening. I'll be seeing Um, her. She practiced. She practiced witchcraft. In other words, (laughs) so I'm supposed to have some kind of root on 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 um, plankton right now. I I don't. I do have these deductions on you. Who is plankton? You do have that. You. Who is plankton? Stop asking. Stop asking every day. Make a note. You are plankton. That is you. Why do you call? Why do you call him plankton? Because plankton called um, our brother Levi, uh, King Levi, bless his soul, and uh, our brother Reese. Um, he called Reese um, Barnacle Boy. Why do called, you call him plankton? Because plankton. King Fred, he started it. That's why he called Reese. Barnacle Boy, and he called Levi Mermaid Man. And I said, if you're going to say that about them, then you're a plankton, because all those characters are in the bikini bottom. He Could called I me just Sandy. Show you your words. You shouldn't be saying anything. means nothing on the king's table. So I'm answering so King Fred's be question talking. because he wasn't here at the, at well, the, at the answer, time. You just answer, what you just answered is something that was talked at the king's table, and you came in through your two cents in. <laughs> When you just said yesterday you ain't no king and shouldn't be talking at the king. I'm not a king. I'm answering King Fred's question. You're so fickle. You're I'm not fickle. fickle. I'm not fickle. Yeah, I'm not fickle. fickle. I answer King Fred. King, king. I'm not fickle minded. I'm answering um, King Fred's question. I don't have to be a you king to do to that. I just have to have the correct information. And what I said was correct. Okay. Okay. It was correct. Well, who's the you teacher? cannot refute. Now fickle that. Who's the it teacher? wasn't a teaching. It was information. King Fred well, can decide what to make of it. Right how you know I your did not get corrected. Right. I, I, I said the information the provided is well, correct, teacher, meaning you can fact check verify, and there it is. It'll be here your today. It'll be here tomorrow because that's what your happened yesterday. Your correction is validate yesterday. nothing. You're a failure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the day can't go by. The day just can't go by without you saying I don't know. 
I am not going to give up before the miracle, though. I tell you that. You got it in you. And I, I, well, that's something about <laughs> you. Got it you. I love your resiliency. Well, I definitely have that. Thank God. I can tell. Thank God I have resiliency. So I do can you. tell you're almost, you're almost borderline. Uh, <laughs> you're a borderline, uh, what you call them, one of them? Uh, I don't know what to call it. Stalkers. What are you calling it? <laughs> you're a borderline stalker. <sighs> if that were true, Clinton, I would be at your house. I know where you live. I, I know. I know these things. I know you I know what kind of car you drive. I, I know where you like to hang out at. I'm nowhere. I'm nowhere near those places. <laughs> So you ca- to be a stalker means you have to be at those locations. I'm not at those locations, so stop it. Well, I That's smell you coming. <laughs> no, you I don't. Smell you coming. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, no, you, you don't. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there in a few weeks, but it won't be because of your no, fucking hair. No, 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 Michael Jackson. Have you will have be you there, and sister registered? Not you. What? <laughs> Michael Jackson will be there, but not you. Oh well, I don't think uh, Michael Jackson Marvin will Gaye. be able Marvin to be Gaye there. Is there when you call me after midnight. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I don't call you after midnight. You, you see how you got King Fred over here all stretched out? No, <laughs> stop it. It's amazing how you play hard to get and try and skip a night. <laughs> I got hip to that too. King Fred, why would yeah, you? Why are you laughing at? I started. I started. Don't hear I him. noticed your tendencies. I noticed your tendencies, so I I kept it off. You know, stop messing with my ringer and just know when you go call now. <laughs> oh, now you know what I'm going to call. Yeah. You know what I'm going to call now. Okay. <laughs> you never give the element of surprise, especially oh. when I see you in your dangling earrings. Here we go. I said that yesterday. Today is a new day, and you're still out of context. If you're going to say it, say it in the proper context or leave it be. Oh, well, what kind of earrings you got on there? <laughs> right now, I don't have on any earrings. Not that that matters. I said well, that how in else context. You look? Go look in the mirror and tell me how you look. What else? You I don't got? need to look. I don't need to look in the mirror. I know me. I know what I look like. I know everything about me. Well, what do you look like? Practically. <laughs> Pardon? What, what like do I right look like? Now? Are you I, I look like a, uh, you I look like a, a beautiful creation that God has made, just like everyone here. That sounds like something you got I, written on the mirror when you write. I don't have that on the mirror. I'm, I'm sitting. I'm sitting at the table here, listening to your bucket head. Um, skip over a, a, like a million words that you could mirror. use. It sounds like a quote you got stapled to the wall when you look in the mirror. I had. I don't have anything stapled to the wall. Um, well, how do you know that about yourself, then, if you can't tell yourself that? Because, because everything I need to know you is already within tell, me. You can't tell me that you look in the mirror and, and say you feel that. No, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you that. No, you, I know you can't Because tell it's me not that. necessary for me to tell you that. <laughs> now, well, what's in yeah, your mirror well, is, your, is, is, is well, for you to be concerned about. Now? Why do you 